Hello, everybody, and welcome to RPG Cast 557 for the week of September 26, 2020. Chris is going to be hosting, but I'm kicking things off for the start of the show. Hello, everybody. But why didn't I kick it off then? Because I'm awesome. You are. Anna is awesome. Anna is awesome. <laughs> Everything she does is really great. <laughs> Anna Apparently, is I have awesome. a whole fan club. On the podcast, so even a foul ball all, is better they, than a strike. They, they, they have all been inducted as uh, honorary members of Soft Paws, my fan club. So, hi, Chris. No, you can't call. You're not Soft Paws anymore. You have a Soft Paws. No, Soft Paws is the name of my fan club. You have a Soft Paws kitty. I have a character named after me in a book. But you too. have a Soft Paws kitty. I need to you get have a cat of Soft Paws. You have a She's cat awesome. with no claws on one of her paws. I guess that is a Soft Paw. She's like the definition of kitten Soft Paws in the in the An- Antonio Banderas cat movie. That was Puss in Boots. Yeah, she was a declawed cat. Remember? Funny. That was yeah. her thing. Oh, okay. Then the, she I, could pick locks I'm without not being sure. noisy. Or she couldn't pick locks because she had no claws. I but you know have ever I mean. seen that movie. Yes, you have. I watched it with you. Okay. I, I, I remember I've nothing about that it, movie. Well, there's nothing to remember. Okay. So, surprise, surprise. I've seen that movie a million times because Puss in Boots is one of my favorite characters ever. And yeah, she was, I, Kitty Softpaws was voiced by Selma Hayek. Oh, cool. Who not that the lady who's usually in movies with him? With I Antonio Banderas? So. <laughs> Like uh, uh, the the band, you know that trilogy with the name I can't remember. Yeah, never mind. It doesn't matter. Um, what? But yeah, mm-hmm. those- there's a there's a trilogy of three movies. Johnny Depp's in one of them. It, never mind. They're, Are you they're talking? Like, I think it's like Desperado. Not, no, it's called the 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 Bandisto, the Bandman, the. Okay, moving on. Hi, Kelly Ryan. <sighs> Hello. The all right. My kitten is no longer destroying my office, so I'm good. Yes, Alice was wreaking havoc during during the pre-show. You, yeah, cat Alice, not British office. Yeah, not, or, British not British Alice. Alice. <laughs> if you are joining us Saturday morning at 9 a.m. noon Eastern at twitch.tv slash rpgamer, you're missing things like us complaining about our cats. And also in the background, Nathan Harriman. I'm here. Did I pronounce that right? Uh, Haravon. Haravon. I'm sorry. I keep thinking Haravon for some reason. Like, like, care, like Caravan, but with, with an H? Yeah. The Dodge Grand uh, Caravan. Old D&D character I used to play, so the pronunciation doesn't matter. <laughs> Points are made up and the pronunciation doesn't matter. So at some point, in theory, we may have a Jonathan Stringer. Stay tuned. Well, we can tell us about Wasteland. Yeah. But before we, we dive into what Jonathan is playing, because it's on the spreadsheet, I'm going to jump into what I've been playing. So I finished uh, Morrow Crystal H uh, reviews up. Video review will be coming shortly. And so I'm like, well, I have, need something to play between finishing um, Crystal and jumping into something else. So I booted up The Tourist, which is a game that Chris bought me for our anniversary this year. I did. You did. Remember we went on. Right. So yes. Normally what we do for our anniversary, and it's a really dumb um, thing, because but our, we forgot our anniversary one year. Yeah, yeah I, I think so our we, second anniversary. Yeah, and we're like, oh, so yeah, we we went to like Costco after church, and one of the people said to me, "Oh, you getting uh, massage chairs for your anniversary?" And I was like, "Oh, 
crap. It's our anniversary. <laughs> and then I guess someone else met Chris in a different section of the store. And was like, oh, you getting steaks for your anniversary? And Chris was like... Let's go to Best Buy. Yes. So we each <laughs> met each other, and we were like, did you remember it's our anniversary today? No, I didn't remember it's our anniversary today. Good, me either. Let's go to Best Buy. Oh, that's... <laughs> sorry, I missed... I was killing things in Haiti, so I missed the thread. Yes, I also forgot, and I said, oh, no, it's our anniversary. Uh, what are we going to do for our anniversary? <laughs> then I went to Anna and said, um... This is like a sitcom meme, but I forgot it was our anniversary. What are we going to do? And she's like, oh, good. So did I. Let's go to Best Buy. And it's like, okay, cool. <laughs> so every anniversary, you go we to go Best to Best Buy. Buy. Now, well, uh, unless we decide we're actually going to plan something this year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which I think has happened like twice in the so seven years. The first anniversary, there. I freaking planned out. You did. But after that, we. We kind of <laughs> went. doing really bad. Yep. <laughs> The first one, I, I like bought gifts ahead of time. I like, you know, I we did a special dinner. It was like real special. Since then, it's like let's go to Best Buy to the video game aisle. It's nowhere near special. <laughs> hey, to, to me, that's a good anniversary, especially if he pick, if you get to pick something out. I have to interrupt the podcast to let people know that Kraft Dinner has released a special pumpkin spice mac and cheese. What? That, that sounds, sounds terrible. revolting. I want it. No. I need to try this just once, just to see. Anyways, now that we've reached peak 2020, I played The Tourist. And I kind of liked it to start, and it got progressively more difficult to the point where I'm not liking it anymore. So I'm probably going to stop playing it. I think it's going to get five hour rolled. What was the tourist? Uh, so it's wow, people like it though. Yeah, no, it it know. reviews extremely high. Um, so it is a game. It's a Zelda esque, um, but without combat. So you kind of go from island to island, figuring out what the heck is going on with these ruins. And in the process of doing that, there is a million other things to do. Um, for example, you go to one of the islands and you can rent shirts. And so one of the shirts is a dress shirt. It lets you go into the club and the club has some quests for you to do. One of them is a soccer jersey. And so you then can go to people that like soccer and play games with them. Um, one of them is a wife beater. So you can go to the guy who really likes exercising and do mini games with him. Um, but yeah, the central premise is you're going around these eight islands um, trying to figure out the secret behind the ruins. And so there are four light ball things you have to get and there are bosses you have to conquer to get them. I don't like any of the boss fights. They are boss, air quote, fights. They are kind of all timed and therefore I am terrible at them. So yeah, it's like it sounds like a neat story, but kind of a boring execution. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I would be curious to divide up the reviews of people who played the first two or three hours and people who actually beat it, and see if there's any strong feeling strong feeling differentials between those two. Because yeah, the first two or three hours I was having a lot of fun, and then into hour four and and getting into five, it started really petering out, and I'm like, this isn't really fun anymore. 
No, this is a definitely a good argument for finishing games for review. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't know that anybody reviewed it without finishing it. Chris, what? I'm looking at you. Why? Because you know that's not true. I, I, I don't want to assume the worst of people. That's like that's a big accusation to me. There's, there's a lot of websites that don't finish games before they review them. I know, but this one has been reviewed by a lot of websites. Sure, but I mean, if a website inherit, I'm saying this one has been reviewed by websites that finish games, and they okay. liked it too. Okay, <laughs> okay. that's what I'm trying to that say. That was the clarification I needed. Yeah, that's fair. Chris, you listen to Player One podcast. They reviewed a game at AGM just by looking at the title screen. That's true. They did. No. That, that was back fair, in the day. Was, you don't do that stuff it was anymore. Like a, well, to be fair, it was like a Game Boy Color, like Rainbow Six game or something ridiculous like that during peak holiday season. But it still happens. Anyways, um, then then I had a game launch and I was like insanely busy for several days. And then I was like, oh, I need to stop working so incessantly. So I stuck 13 Oh, when Sentinels. is that going to start? I stuck, <laughs> I stuck 13 Sentinels. For the record, the she hasn't stopped working incessantly. <laughs> I just do it while I'm playing a game. Mm-hmm. So I'm playing this. I didn't get nearly as far as you. Yeah, I'm almost 20 hours in. I'm like does. an hour in. So that game, so how did I say this to my friend? I was talking to my friend on on Telegram and I'm like, I never thought I would enjoy a game where I have such little idea about what is going on and I can't wait for more. (laughs) Because like this game is told entirely out of order. In, it's very Shibuya 428. Yeah. In, in sort of the same way that Shibuya 428 is. And there was a, a good anecdote that I heard about this week about Shibuya 428. So apparently it's illegal to photograph and, and record video in Shibuya. Except the police have to catch you in action in order to arrest you or fine you. So they hire extra people to distract the police. <laughs> okay, I did not know this about Shibuya. And this is would be... Will be nice to know the next time we go to Shibuya. I suspect if you're a tourist, they don't care as much. Mm. Is it photographs or filming? Um, it sounded like both. Oh boy! I think the word used was cinematography. Oh. But um, so one, I'm enjoying what I'm playing so far. Like I think the latest chapter I finished was where uh, one of the characters finds the talking cat. And the cat makes mention of I... you want me to, you want me to save the world. I'm a talking cat. <laughs> uh, so I still haven't figured out what's up with that cat. Maybe it's just in one of the storylines. Told that you I when haven't... I saw that cat on the cover, it was going to talk, Anna. Yes, told you. Yeah, and so here, here's the thing that intrigued me, and I still don't know if this prediction is correct, so it may be entirely wrong. When you boot up Thirteen Sentinels. There are 14 people on the start screen, 13 humans and the stupid cat. So one, I, so my, my immediate impression was, oh, one of the humans is going to die and the cat's going to take over as the sentinel. Possible. Although that hasn't panned out so far. Well, I mean, we don't want to spoil things. I'm just saying that hasn't panned out so far. Well, you're still spoiling what hasn't happened. That's still not cool. (laughs) The lack of a spoiler is not a spoiler, Chris. It, well, 
And remember that Tim the way, Rogers would disagree. And remember <laughs> that the way that I'm playing the game is not the way that anyone else is going to play the game. Why? Well, because I'm focusing on one character until I can't go further with Why would other anymore. people not play like that? Because the way that I, one of my other friends who's playing it is, they do... Yes, but there will be another friend who plays like you, Anna. Maybe. But I have one friend that it's like, they play an equal amount of every character until absolutely everybody is locked. And then they go do 10 combat levels. And then they come back to the characters and they unlock everybody. So, like, they're playing everybody equally, whereas I'm diving down a person until I can't dive any further. It's probably how I'm going to play. So, I mean, the, and, and I'm, I'm picking characters at random. I'm not even doing, like, an explicit order of any kind. So, just because I happen to pick one character and dive down them doesn't mean that that's information that Kelly's going to get in the same order as me. So, like, remember how I was doing the one girl and the guy says to her, you know how I skipped school for three days? I was stuck in the future. Mm-hmm. And she says to him, well, you could at least come up with a plausible excuse. I, uh, I had already unlocked that guy. I totally could have done his side of the story. And in fact, I'm still not even doing his side of the story, even though I'm seeing why he was gone for three days. Because I'm doing the story of the other person that's with him. So I have a because what we were telling what you were telling me last night on Discord is that I have a feeling that this game this game is going to be very interesting to play a second time through knowing what you know because you were saying that you was noticing stuff in the background it was like could that be relevant later? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah 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 yeah. There's there's also yes. Or there was another bit. And um, the gr- the girl who was obsessed with the aliens, where Nachan. yeah, the guy, g- one of the guys gave her the VHS, and then there was like, "Are we ready? Okay, let's go to the room and talk." And it's like, "Oh my god, I'll bet you actually get to go see what they talk about later." Um, that was Natsuno and Juro, and yeah. I have not caught up to that conversation yet. Okay. There and, and is, also, because it's sorry. 1985, there is a lot of VHS tapes that are passed around. Yeah. But are they VHS and, tapes? They yeah, are. They're VHS tapes. But are they? Yes. Um, and, and one thing that's going to be frustrating, especially talking about it, is that I'm going to have a hell of a time trying to remember the names of these characters. Yeah, I I have been struggling as well. Um, uh, I, I am like... Mm, UFO girl, I, I was calling him UFO girl, Pompadour, uh, Pon Yakisoba guy. Yeah, Yakisoba I, st- pon. Yeah, I, I still can't remember his name. You do start to sort of catch their names a small amount the more that you play them. But mm-hmm. yeah, like um, the dilemma that I have is some people have more than one name. Mm-hmm. And that's frustrating, too. And so trying to keep them straight. Like, Tomoe's nickname is Usami, which in Japanese makes a ton of sense. But you have to know that the way that Tomoe is written is with certain kanji. It tells you this in the analysis section. Yes, but you have to be willing to go in there and dive into yes, that. Yes, you and have you- to play all three parts of the game, and that's part of the game. Yeah. So just so you know, 
There's a there is reading thing, involved, and in you this should game. read it because yeah. it will help you. Don't don't sleep <laughs> don't the on reading. the analysis. Do section. the reading assignment. Yeah, Think of it I, like a college I will have class. to go in there. I will so. have to go in there and read it, but that's okay because I love. People say that they hated this about Final Fantasy 13. I love going into the lore sections of games and just reading them back. Well, that's just to, like, because just 13's back. wasn't good. <laughs> no, this is much better than well, 13's was. <laughs> well, one, Chris, you're wrong. Total turn from last week, and two, I, I like 13. <laughs> Total turn so. from last week. <laughs> Kelly, did I'm you gonna, know I was I'm right about something the next day? One. Oh, thank you. No, you're both wrong. No, I'm kidding. No, I, I just remembering trying to figure out all the difference, differences between Lassie and Falsy and all that. Just like, yeah. I, I got it, but I'm also weird. It, it makes me want to go pick up my Final Fantasy 13 box just to throw it again. <laughs> and I like when there's like in-game bestiaries and, and lore and stuff, but I think the disconnect is when you have to look at it. Like, when it's an extra, fine, but when it's part of the game, I think that turns a lot of people off. I mean... I get it. The The thing about 13 Sentinels is... It is a. It calls it out as a mandatory part of the game. So, okay. I mean, you are expected to read the analysis because it is literally a third of the menu where you are choosing actions. So, like, it's not a hidden secret or anything. Like, it's it's there. And if do you they s- give you like a button prompt to go to the subject being discussed when it's unlocked? No. Okay. And so that is maybe a weakness of the game. Like there are terms when you're inside of the analysis that are terms that are highlighted in blue and hopefully Alex won't collect, collect, correct me in the chat, but I have found no way to jump to those terms. They're just highlighted. All right. Um, that being said, the the other reason why this game was kind of giving me Final Fantasy thirteen vibes is because of its nonlinear storytelling. Yes, which, which I don't know how other people I'm feel correct, about that. I love nonlinear storytelling as long as like once you connect the pieces of the puzzle, it makes sense. So, yeah. Um, what else have you been playing this week, Kelly? Um, I picked up, sorry, I'm blanking on it now. The Nintendo Switch Online thing had their update this week, and I got sucked into Mario's Picross because we we never got that game in the United States, and I was curious about it. And it's like, yeah, it's it's Picross, and I, it's all mostly in Japanese, so I have no idea what's being said, but the puzzles are cool puzzles yes lots of puzzles and i didn't know that that game had wario in it and wario has puzzles hmm. i don't even i don't even know what wario's puzzles are supposed to be though but i'm trying to do all of mario's puzzles first um i also got slightly sucked into donkey kong country 2 because uh being able to rewind that game makes it a much better game, if you ask me. You guys ever play uh, Donkey Kong Country? I've played Donkey Kong Country 1 a lot. My sister played the other two. I never got into the other two. Um, I played that Switch, uh, Wii one, and I thought that was pretty good, but I never finished it. 
Yeah. Um, what I wanted to do was get into Tropical Freeze, and I never got around to it. And then, yeah, yeah like you're saying, uh, DKC 2 and 3 with Rewind, I should probably try that. Yeah, because like a lot of the really dumb barrel puzzles, which is exactly what I've always hated about Donkey Kong Country, being able to just re- redo those is makes it so much more bearable. Mm-hmm. And I, I gotta say, I even like the rewind feature better than the uh, like save states because it's just like okay, mess up, go back a couple of frames, and I'm good. Um. Yeah, I, I haven't really played a whole lot this week aside from that. Like what what little I played of Thirteen Sentinels, and then I am back on my World of Warcraft BS because I, I've been leveling tunes because of the EXP bonus, and then um, certain character. Well, whenever I level a new character, I get a, like an idea for their personality and stuff, and I I um, assign them a unique battle pet to kind of go with them. And this got me down a rabbit hole because I decided for my uh, explorer character, whose name is uh, Dusty Rhodes, that he needed a, a mining. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the after the wrestler? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No. Um, just well, right. it, Dusty Rhodes was a character that I was workshopping for D and D as a uh. Tabaxi rogue slash treasure hunter, and then I made him in WoW as a Volpera rogue. And um, they named him Dusty Rhodes and decided that he's like an explorer treasure hunter. And he needs a mining monkey for a pet. Like a monkey with a pickaxe. Mm-hmm. And the only way you could get that was doing the pet battle challenge of, uh, not Wailing Caverns, the mines. I'm blanking on it now, the dead mines. That's what it was. So you had to go through dead mines and um, not heal any of your pets. Uh, or, yeah, yeah, going through dead mines without healing any of the pets in order to win this, and there's like a whole bunch of pet battle um, dungeons like that in the game now. Like uh, right now, I'm trying to level up a bunch of pets so that I can go through Dire Mall multiple times because they have a ro- robotic tiger that you can get as a reward. Because um, with some of these pet battle dungeons, they give you like a currency, and you can use that currency to buy more battle pets. So, for me, it's been like more and more and more battle pets. I'm running around in Najdatar right now, trying to catch like a really rare pet, battle pet now. And this is pretty much going to be my life until the pre-patch comes out, which I think is going to be next week. And yeah, battle pets are pretty much what I always do when it's in between expansions, and I have no idea what I'm doing in my life. So there's that. So like, um, we're gonna play some WoW Classic before the expansion, right? Have we worked that out with you yet? I I, I, I don't we know. We proposed it. We should do it. Cause cause I'm gonna have that week off, but I'm gonna be playing retail. Retail. Before yeah. the new expansion. Oh. The weekend before or so, I think. We were yeah, that, to that play some weekend. Classic. That weekend I could play some classic with you guys. Um, there was a picture uh, and like a um, wild classic discord going around the internet last week of uh, a guild master saying that if you're caught playing retail, then you'll be big kicked from the classic guild. What? And Yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. Enjoy being alone. 
Yeah. It was very... Uh, so this is where 50 DKP minus dude eventually settled. Because that's very much that kind of attitude. And like even in the post it said... Um, T- taking a hiatus the week of uh, taking a hiatus the week uh, Shadowlands released from Classic probably means that you're going to be in retail, so you're going to be kicked from the guild. Hmm. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, people take uh, Classic a little bit too seriously, if you ask me. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> But um, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing this week. I I don't know. I I want to get more into Thirteen Sentinels, but because um, the story is very complicated, I want to make sure that I'm paying proper attention to it, and that's why I haven't played it this much that much this week because I've been very tired and very distracted all week. Aww. So I plan on devoting a lot more time to it next week. So I've enjoyed watching uh, Anna play Thirteen Sentinels. The story is pretty good from what I've seen. It makes no sense yet, but it's cool how it's doled out. And I'm sure it will make some sense eventually, and there will be a big uh, Kingdom Hearts timeline-style explanation somewhere uh, (laughs) that will actually make it make actual sense. Um, I've been playing some Hades. I finally got into a game. Finally. It took forever. So I've heard I, a lot of good things about Hades. Um, yeah, I've been. Uh, I guess I've also been playing a little Path of Exile, their new expansion. Um, but for some reason, that's not catching me. But Hades, I gave a try, and it feels so good. So I've not played any of the early access of Hades. So this has been out for like a year, right? In early access. Um, so um, my apologies if I'm retreading ground that you've you well know about, but. I've been playing some Hades, and this is a good roguelike. So you are the son of Hades. You want to escape from from Hades, uh, which involves you know a roguelike progression through the various depths of hell up to the surface. And it's going to take a while, and you're going to die a lot, and you're going to progress your character and buy upgrades and get stronger and eventually be able to, to make your way out. And um, I'm terrible at the game, of course, because it's roguelike, and I have to get good at it. And... Um, it feels real good. The The lengths of the runs are good. The the animations are good. And they everything's peppered where, like, you know, you go, you do a run, and you die, and you're like, oh. And then you're back at, uh, you're back, you start back home in front of uh, your Lord Hades' father. And you're like, huh. And uh, you can talk to him and to Nyx, the mother of night, and to Hypnos, the god of sleep, and um, Achilles, who works for your father. And you have all these relationships that you um, progress in a little bit every time you die. And it's really cool because it keeps things moving. It keeps a sense of progression and linearity between every run that you make. And, uh, of course, you also get currency through your runs that you can spend to upgrade um, your abilities to make yourself stronger. You can renovate uh, the lounge and do some cosmetic things to, to fix the lounge that Cerberus, who is a lovable pup. Cerberus is the dog. You can pet the dog. You can pet Cerberus. I think can that's you pet the most... both heads or just one? The, he only has one head that likes to be pet. Oh, so you pet okay. that head. And you're one of the only people who knows how to pet Cerberus. Other people get eaten when they try. So um, you pet the dog, and he's adorable. And um, it's good. 
like this game's good and it feels good it's got a good uh, amount of polish um you know it's super giant games they don't really put out bad games <laughs> at least not so far um and this one feels great and it's addictive and you just want to get back into it make another run and what i unlocked last night after dying and dying and dying and they said hey you know you're a god you could just go to the menu and turn on god mode which um adds a new <laughs> element to the game that says like hey uh, as you die over and over and over, you will gradually gain resistance to all damage, um, and it, you have to die to gain that dim- that resistance. But basically, it adds this whole mechanic where, you know, if you keep sucking and you're really frustrated because you like the story and want to interact with these characters more, but the the play is just too hard, you just turn this on and you'll gradually just, even absent of collecting currency, just dying will make you stronger gradually enough that you can make better progress through the game. And turning it on, I like doubled how far I was able to get. I'm still dying. I still have to get good. I still have to earn currency, unlock things. But like, it made the game feel like, oh, this is really hard to like, oh, this is easy hard. Like, I, I can do this. And like, it, I just love that it's in here. And then obviously if Anna were to play it, she'd be turning this on. And because <laughs> that's um, how she likes to play the games. She likes the easy mode. And I what, think I'm going to leave it on. <laughs> what you're talking about is exactly why I bailed on Enter the Gungeon. Because mm-hmm. I was loving the crap out of Enter the Gungeon. But there was no compensating for suck in that game at all. Mm. And I eventually just had a brick wall where it's like, I can't move forward and I can't upgrade anything because i'm not moving forward i'm not having fun with this anymore see and even without god mode you can still upgrade things without moving forward because you're going to get currency all the way up to where you were that you can't get past and you will be able to make progress um is there also shortcuts i have Uh, not i don't know because i have not beaten the first real boss Okay. So I bought I beat what I thought was the first real boss, but no, they're kind of a mini boss. So I'm actually stuck on the first real boss with a, a name and a life bar and everything. So mm-hmm. I will let you know after that if there are shortcuts. Because <laughs> that was the bit that was also frustrating me about Enter the Gungeon. I was like, yeah, there's shortcuts, but you have to like play perfectly and get items from playing perfectly in order to unlock them. And to me, that's just not fun. I'm wondering, like, if I mean, honestly, it takes so little time to get to the first boss, especially as you get stronger, that I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is more of a Binding of Isaac style where you're not meant to mm-hmm. shortcut through. You're just meant to sit through the whole thing. And so I Yeah, and I, and I also played through uh, Rogue Legacy, and that sort of felt like that, too, where it was like one big castle, but you could kind of go anywhere into it, and you, the whole point was beating bosses. But the progression still felt like forward progress not one step forward three steps back or a uh bell curve with like a very sharp uptick like into the gungeon mm-hmm. um my husband and i talk about this a lot with roguelikes and randomly generated stuff in progression and how hitting the brick wall or resetting your entire progress just feels stupid and dated so i'm, I'm gonna have to check out hades I've, I've been hearing a lot of good things about it there's too much good stuff. It's on happening. Switch too. Yeah, so. I know. And I, I haven't know, heard any what... complaints, so it probably runs well. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll have to check it out. So 
Sorry, I just unlocked the shield, and it's really fun. <laughs> so you unlock weapons too. So I've got to, you get you can choose different weapons each time you go down in. And I'm playing it on stream right now, if it's not clear. So anyway, so uh, Haravan, what have you been playing? Or did we talk about that? And I missed it. Cause I was uh, no, no, still haven't talked. I haven't, haven't been really getting into that much in terms of new games. <gasps> well, what have but... you been guiding then? Well, Witcher 3, still updating Blood and Wine. I always forget, like, when I take a break from The Witcher 3, um, how good the storytelling in that game is. Like, just with all the side quests. I don't think I've seen a game do side quests better than The Witcher 3. Ever. And it's kind of a statement, but I, I think I'm going to stand by it. Um, I also am starting up a new playthrough of Dragon's Dogma because it's been about a year and a half since I played through it and love that game to pieces and absolutely have to play it again. Uh, I have a friend who's following one of my guides and he really wants me to start a stream so he can just follow my stream. So I might do that. I might try to get some people to play through it simultaneously and see if I can lead them all via video to a satisfactory conclusion. I um, heard that there's a Netflix series for that game coming out. There is. I watched the first three episodes and... How is it? Eh. Oh no! Eh. <laughs> is it a, just an that, anime or something, or what's yeah, going on? Yeah, it's only seven episodes, so it's really short, and right. each episode is named after like one of the seven deadly sins. Uh huh. And it's trying to do way too much in too short of a time period, and they want to make like each episode have a bad ending based around the what? sin it's named after. But, I mean, they're like 22-minute episodes, and they don't always do enough to earn that ending. So it's, so you know, ever, it's of, just depressing? I mean, not even. It's just kind of stupid. Because but if they all have bad wa- endings, what's the point? Like, ew. Uh, you'll watch for 15 minutes, and it'll have a normal progression, and then they have to, like, rush to the swerve to get to the bad ending they want. What? Just to let you know how much you know people suck, and it's like, okay, okay I mean, that this, like this would have been a better story series. in three episodes if you'd actually set it up, let us get to know the characters. Because now you're just you know doing a 180 on the story, and you, you tried to set it up a little bit, but not nearly enough to achieve what they want to. And it has that horrible like 3D berserk anime style, Ugh. which, yeah, I mean. Half the time I'm watching it, it's okay, and then the other half of the time I'm like, I absolutely hate this. So it just depends from scene to scene. And there's a lot of like gratuitous nudity and gore that wasn't in the base game. Not necessarily well, going for the HBO audience. <laughs> I mean, I guess they're trying to, but again, they don't set any of it up enough, so it just comes out somewhat childish. Are you saying they don't even earn nudity? They don't. I don't know it that is, you have to um, work that hard to earn that. That's No, you don't. It makes Goblin Slayer look refined. Okay. So I don't know what that is, but I will take from the context that that is a <laughs> low-tier nudity uh, anime. <laughs> well, I mean, eh, I'll let you look it up on your own. No, I'm going to just not look it up. I actually I'm like Goblin with, Slayer, but okay. it does have some gratuitous nudity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you no, go. It's like, it's I'm on it. <laughs> um... I do actually recommend uh, Goblin Slayer, but okay. not the Dragon's Dogma Netflix from what I've seen. I mean, if you want to 
No, I'm good. You want to make a judgment for yourself? You can I'm probably good. watch it in two hours. I'm good. Thanks. So, Thank you. Not two hours. Thank Maybe you. Three. Thanks. I'm good. I'm. I'm. Thanks. And yes, I'm also playing Saint Row the Third Remastered. You are, because... which I thought was weird. Like that's from last year or the year before, right? I think it came out this year, didn't it? Oh, I can't even. What earlier year is year? it? Like I don't know. It's COVID. You tell me. I want to say that earlier this year. Uh, it's one of the best remasters I've seen this generation. I mean, they really put in a lot of work. Um, they revamped all the lighting, and it just it doesn't look quite up to snuff for a PS4 game, but it looks way better than it used to. So, whoever did this remaster, they they deserve to do more of them. Not quite Blue Point Games level, but still really good effort. Like, and just out of nowhere, Saints Row the Third gets a remaster that's really good. And you're like, out of all the crappy remasters and, and shameless low-effort ports we've seen, this is the game that gets special attention and effort. I'm not complaining, because I really you like it. You seem to like it, so you're happy. <laughs> I, I love Saints Row the Third. I absolutely adore it. Um... I adore it so much that I'm playing an imported UK version of the game so I can get all the trophies again because mm-hmm. I have priority problems with my <laughs> life. So It's okay. <laughs> this will be my fourth platinum of Saints Row the Third. I have no shame and no regrets. That could be our question of the week this week. What game do you love so much that you could play it multiple times and never get bored? That's actually not a bad one. Because that's, that's how I feel with the Disgaea games. I'm playing through Disgaea 2 right now, and I'm still having a blast with it. I like it. So, yeah, that's all I've really been playing. I tried to mess around with some more Atelier Ryza, but... Not not catching you? Uh, I mean, I played it when I was tired, so I wasn't really doing much except running around and picking up components and whatnot, so... Not really, but I didn't really give it a fair effort. Oh, she's going down this time. So you are engrossed with Hades right I'm now. I'm sorry, what's should the, I? I'm sorry. What's the I... progression system like? Because I like roguelikes, but I tend to like them more towards the uh, rogue legacy end of the yeah, scale. Yeah, there pro- there's Less lots the... of progression. And I was telling you about God Mode, right? So even dying is a form of progression if you turn that on. Um, so you... Uh, oh, how to explain it. So you are going to collect... Your main currency is darkness, and you get little crystals of darkness as you go through the uh, your runs. And then you can use that to... Um, uh, buy up like intrinsic upgrades to your character, like uh, uh, recovering health as you exit a room, or increasing the power of your backstabs, or um, buying an ability that lets you revive once per run, um, and stuff like that. And uh, you also collect keys that you use to unlock weapons, like this kick-ass shield I have now that's blocking all the attacks from this boss, which is something I couldn't do before unlocking it. Um, you can also uh, use those keys to unlock additional upgrades, which I have not yet collected enough keys to do. So there will be new upgrades for me to spend darkness on as soon as I collect enough keys to do that. Um, You also get currency within the runs. So you can 
as you finish a room, you're either collecting the permanent upgrade currency or you're collecting um, an upgrade from one of the other gods on Mount Olympus. So like Aphrodite might help you out or Athena or something. And they have different style. Each of those gods has a different style of upgrade and um, that you can, um, within a run, you can meet that god it'll select from like a pool of gods and it's like, Oh, this run, I'm going to have access to these three gods. And so you can choose as you're going into a room, like what sort of upgrade am I going to uh, get when I finish that room? Cause you'll have multiple paths and you'll see the icon be like, okay, I want to level up the Aphrodite um, relationship this run. And then I will have um, uh, boost that, that effect from her thing, which, uh, and, and so you can kind of choose how you're going to upgrade your character within a run. So you have your permanent currency, you have your within a run upgrades and currency and equipment increases. Um, and then you have, uh, you literally find uh, ambrosia, is it ambro- ambrosia nectar, I think. And you can gift that to people and increase a relationship with them. And when you do that, like I just gave some to my dog and he gave me his collar, which had, you can choose like to wear um, those items that come out of relationship upgrades um, as like another source of upgrade within a run. So like I can put that collar on and it's going to, well, you know, I haven't looked at what the collar does, but like I have my mom's (laughs) um, cape and that increases the damage I do on a backstab. And so that I have equipped right now. So you can, I could choose to take that off and put the collar on and get whatever effect effect that has if I wanted to in the next run. So that's another area where you can customize. Um, and then those ca- those items, the more runs you run with them on, they get stronger. So that's another way you can upgrade and progress. So does that somewhat answer your question? I hope. Yeah, a good bit. Okay. I mean, I just... <laughs> there's like, lots of upgrades I... and there's God mode, like I said, which starts giving you... What? Oh, I beat her. I was like, how can I be dead? All right. <laughs> <laughs> I like roguelikes where I can run into a wall repeatedly and still make progress. Yeah, you will make progress. Um, you just made, You just saw me make progress on the stream. So, yeah. If you're watching the stream at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. I am. Also, there's all these story things, and that's progression, too, in a way, because you're, like, learning more about backstory and what's going on and why you're running away from Hades and all sorts of cool stuff. So it's really well done, and it's all, like, voice acted, too. And, um, yeah, it's good stuff. I think I I'm going to wait for that game to be on PlayStation 4 because I love my trophies. Is it not on PS4 yet? So it's just Switch I'm, and PC now? I think it's just Switch and PC. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, I'll buy it right now. But I don't think I'm wrong. That's fine. You do what you want, man. Um, what are we doing? Use the fountain. Okay. Use the fountain. And, uh, yeah. Is it time for news, Kelly? Um, it's time for feedback. Time for feedback. What's the feedback? One do moment. Because I, I, I can tell. Yeah. I had like a dozen windows open. All right. We had a question of, are you going to pick up 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim? Why or why not? Playtime. Platium. Platium. I'm, t- I'm telling you, that says playtime. Um, it's Platium. It says, not even on my radar. Looked at footage. Definitely not interested in the combat like that. Aw. Okay. Shaman says, well, we don't need to judge. They're just wrong. Uh, Shaman says, I was interested in 13 Sentinels, but lack f- the system for it at the moment. Oh, he doesn't have a PS4. Okay. We'll look into it when I get an inexpensive PS4 for Persona 5 Royal in a year or so. Okay. 
<laughs> He's got a plan. All right. Fun fact, the only major reputable retailer who had the game in Canada, Amazon, listed the game for $92 and never got around to fixing the price, so anyone who goes physical on it is getting double screwed. Wow. That's terrible. Um, let's see. Featherhoof says, question of the week, I am a little financially tapped at the moment and honestly haven't even heard of the game until y'all brought it up, but I am honestly interested after looking it up. So my answer is yes, just not for a bit. Adding it to the ever-expanding wish list. Well, there you go. Um, or you could, I think, I honestly think Sentinels is going to make a good Let's Play game. So, you know, not that I want to take money away from Atlas, but like, I feel like people are getting a good, a good experience just watching other people play through it. Mm-hmm. Um, Strawberry Egg says, I'm somewhat interested in 13 Sentinels. I don't have a PS4, but maybe someday. Wow. We need to, like, I guess we need to do some contests for some PS4s, or do people just not yeah, want them? How do how so many people not have PS4s? I was like, like, that's the JRPG console, you know? Like, how do you I, not have... I don't know. Maybe they went for a Switch instead. Did, they, did everyone mean, else already make the jump to PC and Switch only? Is uh, Am I just... Am I the old dude? Am I the boomer for having a PS4? Oh, no. Jeez, don't do that. Am I the boomer? Is that a new Reddit? Am I AITB? Am I the boomer? Can we make that? Well, if you're you're a boomer in this case, then I am too, and that's unacceptable, so I'm going to say no. I think we should make that. I'm so jealous. My wife's in the cat room with the cats. (laughs) They're playing with her. All right, sorry. Anyway, I have cameras up i'm spying on my wife that's really creepy all right strawberry egg says i'm somewhat interested in 13 sentinels i don't have a ps4 maybe someday the comment to comment on the mustelids discussion in this episode i can only speak for myself so we we're talking about ferrets and stuff um but the two ferrets i've had have been healthy joppy had an adrenal gland problem wait that means they weren't healthy but he lived until he was seven <laughs> okay so he didn't die early all right fair enough zangi is still quietly lively quite lively at the age of six the seven to nine average lifespan can be sad if you're used to cats and dogs i imagine so i mean but that doesn't mean they were healthy that just means they were sick for an extended period of time but but they didn't die right? really early like we were talking about them dying early from cancer and stuff so we're getting squished oh, so fair enough i guess so that's good feedback thank you strawberry um all right so the question all right the question of the week next week is going to be what game could you play over and over and over and over again and not get bored i feel like we've had that yeah but i know but it's a fresh take because well, i mean the alternative is what's your must-have october release so whatever yeah let's yeah. do that let's do what, what you can play over and over and then Cause, I mean, the fact that this, this is like what your fourth time platinuming uh saints row yeah. That's like dedication. dedication. Although, to be fair, I've platinum Final Fantasy XV four times, and I do not like that game very much. Why? <laughs> Why? Because well, Weren't you writing a guide? Yeah. Yes. I'm so sorry. I I, I, I like what I've played a 15, and yet I can't get myself to go back and finish it. Then I've how been... much did you really like it? I know, that's what I mean, I'm wondering. But I'm I'm a weird one. I have trouble getting myself to play anything at it sometimes. So Unfortunately, 13 Sentinels only has one trophy list. Much shit, much shame. So what I guess I'll mean? only buy it once. Um, some games have multiple trophy lists, and there's no What does that mean? Reason like, why? why would it you means have more trophy different version different versions of the game can have a their own trophy list well, that what are the other versions like other regions or like from other regions or just on other were you systems going to pl- why were you going to do that 
Why would you do that? Trophies. Huh? And that seems like a good game to replay. Like, for example... Uh, In other languages? Gate. No. Sometimes they just have a... Uh, English version on other regions. Uh, like, if you buy the uh, EU version, it's probably going to be in English. Like, almost guaranteed. Um, and some games, I think... What was it? Borderlands? Uh, the Telltale Games Borderlands. Whatever that's actually called. Tales from Borderlands, that's right. Mm-hmm. It actually had different trophy lists for the disc edition and the digital edition. And again, there's no rhyme or reason why some have multiple lists and others don't but they do so if you're a uh, big trophy whore something to keep in mind all right like yeah steins gate has lists for the vita the ps3 and the well i guess steins gate elite is the ps4 one and then it also has different lists based on region so in english you can probably get five-ish trophy lists out of that game if you are willing to buy multiple versions. So That's, That is some dedication to trophies. It is. It's a good story, though, so I suggest everyone play Steins Gate at least twice. I got it via PS Plus. I need to play it one day. I just I need to have a visual novel marathon at some point. I highly recommend Steins Gate. Like, put that one at the very top of your list. I've heard a lot of good stuff about Steins Gate. Alright, I think it's time for people to hear about our editorials and reviews for the week. So, um, we've got a Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition from William. Um, gave, gave it a 2.5, mainly knocked the multiplayer... Um, which I've heard is like awful in that game, as well as the uh, load times and stuff. So, but isn't like read... the, what, that was the whole point of the remaster was to fix the multiplayer, and somehow they broke it again. Oh, square. Yeah. <sighs> so we've got that. Um, we've got a Morio Crystal H review from Anna, hey, which. Anna. Which um, don't read this review at work or anywhere that would um, just you don't would get read in this review. With. It's it's no, not for read, your young virgin eyes. Read Anna's review because she writes good reviews. She the positive like, of this game. She did say that there was lots of boobies. So there's that. Um, Wait, <laughs> what game are we talking about? Moero Crystal, Crystal H. H. <laughs> it's one of those dungeon crawlers where I, you I power up the girls by taking their clothes off. Yeah. So you can check that out. We've got a very yes. There's multiple uh, of those games. <laughs> yes. Um, unfortunately, I I kind of need to stay in my relationship, so I think I'll pass on that one. <laughs> yeah, don't so be you in a relationship. Like Atelier rises about the limit of what I can get away with. Maybe Senran Kagura, but I, I think those Moro games um, are outside well, the realm. This is why you need a Vita or something so that you could play in your own privacy and just kind of hide. I do the... have a Vita, but you know, I don't, <laughs> don't, don't leave the incriminating stuff lying around. That's there was a really good joke back in the day about how like guys will go through great effort to hide their porn stash. Like they will make underground safes and they'll have like passcodes and then they'll just leave it in the VCR one day and that's how they'll get caught. Um, that would probably be how things ended for me. The, the, the real trick is to get a girlfriend or wife that doesn't care. 
I, I mean, I got one who plays video games. I'll, I'll have to settle for what I have. It's, uh, it's I not all that bad. Pick your poison. I, I personally don't care. Yeah. Vaughn, you do whatever you want. Just do it where you, in your own place. That's it. <laughs> Just don't make a mess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> ba- ba- oh, basically. Um, in the meantime, we've got a 13 Sentinels Ages Rim video review from Alex, who gave an excellent uh, paper yeah, review. It's a of it. really good review. Watch that video review. It's on our yeah, YouTube, youtube.com slash rpgamer, or is it rpgamer.com? I don't remember. Um, I also don't know if you guys noticed this, but in the launch trailer for 13 Sentinels, um, they uh, quoted us with the. Yeah, I heard from a friend that they used a blurb from RP Gamer in one of their ads. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, youtube.com slash RP Gamer. It's the top video up there in the uploads and video reviews playlist. Go check that out. Alex is a really good job. I was listening to him. I'm like, oh, this sounds like a Digital Foundry video. This is great. Yeah. So thanks to Alex and Lofter and everyone who worked on that. Um, we've got an Eldest Souls PAX impression. <laughs> El- Eldest Souls. This is the first time I've heard of this game. Is this like an Elder Scrolls? It's Dark like a, Scrolls? I think it's a Dark Souls clone. <laughs> but These, um, we, our Scrolls. souls are darker and danker than Dark Souls. You, ours are better. We have darker souls. <laughs> But Pascal Tsukai wrote, wrote about this, says that the extreme challenge and level of mastery needed will truly give masa- masochistic players a thrill, but that may prove too daunting for others. You could read the rest of it on the site. Um, we've got a Magister PAX online impression from Paul Scarelli. Um, choose your own adventure novel with the luck of a card game. So you can go check that out. And then um, a No Place for Bravery PAX Online impression. Yeah, I'm glad we got all the PAX Online demos in, written up. That's pretty good. Because I didn't actually um, ever get around to playing those. Yeah, and then we've got another game deck PAX Online impression. Ooh, another one. I wonder if it's the same demo we've played before. I haven't heard of any of these games. Game deck is the one where you're a detective inside of virtual reality games. Oh, right. And I like right. the, the premise. So we're kind of hoping that's going to turn out good. So you can read about all of those impressions on rpgamer.com and certainly go check them out. And now we get into the actual news. Chris beat me in. Wow, that is so... That's the worst news beeps I've ever heard. Yeah, that's uh, really Let me try it again. Here we go. That's just just, dial tone. Let's go on to the news. He's... I'm fighting we need Anna. What do you It's want malfunctioning. I'm fighting we need Anna back. You need we, Anna, we but both. you're not getting Anna back. You don't deserve her. <laughs> you get me. I do deserve her. <laughs> you don't deserve her. I don't deserve her, that's uh, for sure. Katara Fables was announced. Um, developer Never Twin nice. Hearts and publisher P-Cube Limited. Um, it's action RPG, and it is totally relevant, relevant to my interest because you play as a feline warrior who has been called to defend Paul Village. Wait, what? Um, yeah. How does this work? What are the graphics like? It, it it's um kind of HD cutesy graphics. Oh. You Kitaria uh, Fables cuz you're a cat. Cuz it has classless combat, crafting, farming and It looks like it system. runs at 3 frames a second too. Nice. All right, uh, so you play as a calico. I, I wonder a, if you can pick your cat because the uh the splash screen showed a black cat. So is this a Harvest Moon game? 
it, it looks very Harvest Moony. Uh, I guess we'll have to find more. Oh, but it's like Rune Factory, it. really, because yeah. you're fighting Why does monsters. It remind me of my time at Portia. Well, because that's the same set of, sort of game too. Uh, yeah, yeah, those are I mean, all the kind of that same kinda. sort of thing. Yeah, looks very cute. I can't wait When's to it check out? that game out. Twenty twenty one. Oh, it's going to take a I, while. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then we've also got another kind of farmy or kind of a crafty game, Potion Permit, announced for PC and consoles um, by developer Mass Hive Media and publisher PQ Games. You control a chemist sent by the Medical Association of the town of Moonbury. Um, the town has been besieged by a mysterious illness, and the player will diagnose symptoms, gather ingredients, and brew potions to cure ailments. The game's going to be coming out. It's a chemist life simulator. That's coming out for PC, Mac, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch uh, for 2021. Um, Ooh, you can brew po- poison to give to people? I mean, potions. And potions, not poison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if there's an evil an run through. Say what? <laughs> I wonder if there's an evil run through where you just poison everyone. <laughs> Chris, I know. you're a monster. <laughs> Um, and then the huge news this week that got everybody talking, Microsoft purchases oh, Zenimax Media, which includes Bethesda. That's so, right, everybody. Um, Bethesda and Obsidian are now under the same roof. <laughs> no game will ever work right again. <laughs> uh, but the joke that I've loved this week is that um, they bought the biggest copy of Skyrim. <laughs> Todd Howard managed to sell Skyrim to Microsoft directly. Yes. Um, Good job, Microsoft. You I have the studio this. that made Fallout 76. <laughs> you've, you've really succeeded. Oh, the trolling behind this has been absolutely epic. Where um, do I see the best trolling? Is it there, just there's all been over? a good bunch of it. Mostly just people going, oh, no, Sony isn't going to get all these great RPGs. And, uh, I mean... I've written guides for Fallout 3, Fallout 4, Fallout New Vegas, character creation guides for Oblivion and Skyrim. I am... uh, I'm a Bethesda fan in the way that Browns fans who wear bags over their head are still fans of the product. But let's be real. They haven't really made anything good this generation. Fallout 4 was fine. Good at times, but... Definitely below standards compared to everything else. And I'm not going to get on another Fallout 76 rant. The Elder Scrolls has been completely absent aside from online, which I found patently mediocre. Has it a been people, nine years almost since Skyrim since came Skyrim. out? No, 11. it was 11, 11, 2011, I thought. Was it? You're right. I'm wrong. Yes, it's been nine. Why do I think it was, 2009? It was all ones. Yeah, 11, yes, 11, 11. You are, you are, you are correct. You are okay, correct. so nine years since Skyrim, which okay. makes me feel so old. Because I remember when Skyrim came out, I already felt old because it had been like five years since Oblivion came out. And I remember sitting in in the demo for that. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, um, one thing to keep in mind about purchases like this, uh, Bethesda, or I should say Zenimax Media, they had to want to be purchased for this to go through. This wasn't like a hostile takeover where Microsoft just accumulated enough stock to have control of the company. So people going out and saying, well, Microsoft's going to buy every other studio and who's next, Sega or whatever. Highly doubtful any major company in Japan is going to sell to them. And you know what? In some cases, I don't think that'd be a terrible thing. If Microsoft is able to 
buy IPs off of Konami, fine, let them. It can't be any worse than what Konami themselves are doing with their IPs. Um, there's also mixed evidence based on past games, whether these will all be exclusives like Doom and Fallout and The Elder Scrolls. There's reasons to believe they could be and reasons to believe they might not be, like Minecraft Dungeons came out earlier this year, and it released on the Switch and PS4 as well as on the Xbox. So then again, as far as we know, Obsidian's new game, Avowed, is probably going to be an exclusive. So it could really go either way. We don't know at this point, and Microsoft has been pretty clear in saying that this move was done to bolster Game Pass, and I've been saying for years and I'm sure anyone else has who actually hasn't already written Microsoft off, they need more RPGs. This last generation, in my opinion, was absolutely abysmal for first-party games. And you were talking last week, Chris, about how you tend to like list the games a console has to determine like when they get a critical mass of games you want and then like, you buy the console. Yeah, just during launch do I do this. And I oh, was okay. actually considering not doing it for this gen, but this gen, it's looking bad. So <laughs> I said, uh-uh. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do that for consoles too. And I keep that list going until they reach a critical mass. Uh, sometimes I take shortcuts like with a switch. I love fire emblem. So that three houses did it for me. Um, but with Xbox, they never gave me enough games to buy the Xbox one. And they just, in my opinion, needed something more than Halo and Gears and, and all the other, like, what's their racing game? I, I don't know. I'm not a racing game guy. Forza, or is that the Sony one? Whatever. They I didn't have enough games. That. Yeah. They didn't have enough games to make me ever want to get an Xbox one this generation. If you had Fallout and The Elder Scrolls and Doom as first-party games, as much as I might whine and grouse, yeah, I'll probably buy an Xbox Series X to play those or upgrade my GPU. Either way, it gets them some games that I am actually interested in. I wish they would have spent the money developing new studios to make new IPs. Um, but you know what? You can't sit here and whine about how Microsoft doesn't have any games, especially RPGs, and then complain when they buy Obsidian and they fund Fable 4 and they buy Exile and they buy Zenimax, and hey, they might actually have some pretty decent RPGs next-gen. So, we'll see. There's a lot of we'll see. Generally, though, I am not happy about corporations acquiring other corporations and merging their stuff, like Disney and Lucasfilms and I, I'm i very paranoid when it comes to corporations consolidating control over media and entertainment, which they've done increasingly over the past 20 years, uh, to virtually no impediment. So, a little uneasy about that, but that's more of a general thing rather than specific to this. $7.5 billion, though. A lot of money. That's a lot of money. So... Uh, we'll, we'll see where this goes. I've got reason to be pessimistic and optimistic. Well, not really optimistic, but <laughs> a lot of pessimism mixed with some we'll see where this goes. What do you think Elder Scrolls I, Online Lady is going to do at the next Xbox conference? Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I just E3. hope that <laughs> Sony do, does something to kind of step up their game because they've even got me thinking that Game Pass is... Well, Sony has a ton of studios, too, though. I know, but 
they're not doing something like Game Pass. No, Game but Pass like, what do you want to really play on? Mark. What do you want to play in Game Pass on console, Kelly? Um, a lot of things. That I hate. I think Hades is on Game Pass. Is, no, I think no. My, a friend. I have Game Pass. Up, I will find out. A friend of mine was bringing up a whole <laughs> asking for a friend like Game, Game Pass. Yeah, you know it's it's just the idea of Game Pass sounds so. Well, you know awesome, what's on? You and, know what's on Game Pass, Kelly? Hmm. The Dark Crystal. <laughs> Hades I, I, is Anna's, not. Hades is not. Okay, I I got confused. My it's my okay. bad. I the just, Sky of Four Complete is. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I like love that game. Um, no, it's just the fact that you sign up for Game Pass, you pretty much get an instant game collection, and. Yeah, Sony's kind of doing something like that with the PS4, but the well, date and date stuff—it's just yeah. The PS4 one is just hey, or the PS5 one is just here's some PS4 games that we're letting you have access to if you have PS Plus, so you have something mm-hmm. to play day day one. I um, just I I think Sony needs to do something equivalent, or they're going to get buried. Maybe what what are what's the over under on seeing Game Pass on a PlayStation console at some point? Well, didn't I honestly don't so think Microsoft the tried bad. to put game streaming on the Switch, right? So I think so. And I don't know why that didn't work out, but uh, I because uh, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Nintendo <laughs> has no clue how to do anything with online functionality. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I I can just blame Nintendo there. I don't know what happened, but I'm sure it was Nintendo's fault. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, Game Pass is, seems like a really good deal. And I detest streaming and prefer physical media, which, in case you're wondering, which is why I pre-ordered a PS5 instead of just upgrading my PC, because I want the actual piece of plastic on my shelf. Um, so as much as I dislike the idea in general, and will probably just actually buy the games that I want on the Xbox Series X, um, hard to argue for 15 bucks a month. Yeah, that Game Pass is a bad deal. I just don't like subscribing to stuff because then I have the pressure to use it, and I never know when I'm just going to get a kick on. uh, You know, I want to go play some Near because they've got a new Near game or new Near remake. So I want to go play the original, and then I'm sitting there playing this old game, wondering, God, I'm wasting this fifteen bucks. I should be using Game Pass. See, I, I was a Sega Channel kid growing up, and I I remember <laughs> oh, buying very little games during that period because it was like I had new games every month to play. And now, now granted, that was 20 years ago, and games are much, much different now, but just the idea that you have access to a whole library for a subscription. But, you know, that's been the dream for a long time is having Netflix, but for games for a reasonable price. Yeah, but I always think... I just think long term, like, and it's not even really intelligent or justified. I'm like, what if I want to be playing this in 10 years? I can do that if I have a disc. But if it's just on a streaming service, am I going to be able to do that? Okay, in the long I'm going to say at this point, planning to play games 15 years from now is just an exercise in anxiety. Because, like, it's so hard to play the games that you have on your list today. Like, mm-hmm. adding yeah. more for the future is... It's an exercise I, I, in anxiety. I don't know what to say the right thing to do is because there's something there's something to a classic game, right? That should stand the test of time and having it physically means you can always play it. But like the amount of not important games you're going to collect in that process is overwhelming in my opinion. <sighs> yeah. It's almost I like I feel like you should buy a physical early. copy of a game after you've played it and know you're going to want to play it 15 years from now or something. But 
I don't know. And that's the thing is that if I if I really 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 enjoy a game, then I probably am going to buy a physical copy of it. Mm. But if it's for something that's like just a ten hour indie game, that I was probably just going to buy on Steam anyway. That's something that I'm not really going to be invested in. I mean, I'll finish the game, but it wouldn't be one of those things that I would uh, buy down the line unless it was like on Steam sale for a dollar. I mean, one thing to keep in mind, though, is sometimes physical prices are just better, especially in the like six month to two year range. Mm -hmm. There are so many, yeah, useless games that I have on my shelf that I got for 15 bucks on Black Friday. Just because, you know, the physical copy, like Dragon Quest Builders 2. Have you played them? Yes. Okay, good. Not all of them. As long as you could say you've played some of them, then that's good. Well, here's the thing. I have a lot more games on GOG that I haven't played than I have on my shelf that I haven't played. Well, yeah, of course, there's more room. And (laughs) (laughs) to be fair, yes, I do own about twice as many GOG games, but (laughs) when they're on your shelf and you can see the box, sometimes it just enters your mind. Maybe if I just, like, took a desktop screenshot of, like... My GOG library, and every time I minimized a window, it just had my games listed there. I'd be like, oh yeah, I should probably get around to that. I just do, do I go have... through the, the the list of Game Pass on the console, and it's not that impressive. There's a few games that are really good. I'm I'm not going to argue. They're really good games. I don't know that it justifies Game Pass existing. Oh, well, isn't that the point of the acquisition is to try to justify Game Pass? But they're going to throw Bethesda games in here and that's all of a sudden going to make it a value? I don't think so. They don't make enough games. It won't games. hurt. Yeah, it won't, it won't hurt. hurt. Great. but uh. <laughs> I mean, if you can, in the mind of some people, if you can play Elder Scrolls Six and Fallout 5 day one, you know. I can play it right now on the Christians. It's not going to be upgraded. Come on. But some people they just view it as a good. Oh, they view it as oh a good wait, you're deal. talking about the next games. The next the games next you'd one. be able to play them day one with your subscription, but like bucks you could also like month. not spend fifteen bucks a month and just buy yeah. the games and spend less money overall. I mean, here's the thing that I think people are ignoring with this whole Game Pass. If you're if you're spending fifteen bucks a month every month for a year, someone do the math. But that's that's a it's a fair amount of change. That's, and that's a bit of money. That's enough to buy. Yeah, what, it's 180 bucks, games full right? price. Or, yeah. And what's the average attach rate on a console? I think PlayStation 4s is actually pretty high at like 11 games. So if you have a subscription to Xbox Game Pass for 3 4 years, you've probably spent more money on Game Pass, granted for a lot more games, assuming you play, play more them, than a couple of them. I feel like if um, Game Pass's would... price went down and was replacing Xbox Live Gold, if those two yeah, things were happening, that would make it things. feel better. And like, I think they it'd combined be... the two, didn't they? Yeah, but I like, that that was the, the price is still high, right? It's like fifteen bucks. I think. Yeah, it used to be five bucks a month for Xbox Live, right? Sixty well, bucks yeah, a year. And here's <laughs> here's a spoiler for everyone defending Game Pass so ardently: fifteen bucks is not its final price. This is a Dragon Ball Z episode. You have not seen its final form. It's going to go up. <laughs> um, it is going to go up. Well, but. It then, go then are they going to split gold out again? Because no one's going to no, pay thirty bucks so. a year just to play online, or thirty bucks no, a month just to play online. They're not going to split it out. They're just going to use that as another thing they can say why they can justify how much it costs. Well, that, like, that's, no, but that's that no good. Then done. that doesn't we, work. We, that doesn't work. People are not going to pay thirty bucks a month just to play online. You think so? No, I, yeah, I, I don't. I, I do not. I, think I have so. no faith yeah. in consumers whatsoever. Like I, I think consumers will give away everything. 
Also, because nothing. it opens the door for Sony to say, hey, online's free here, and they're done. That's all or Sony would Sony have to, to do. to start their own, like, to actually properly make an effort with PS Now. Yeah. And I think that's much more likely to happen. I don't know that I enough. have faith in them pulling that off. <laughs> I didn't say that they'd pull it off. I'd say they, they might try. Okay, they might try. All right. They might try. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you if you run the numbers and you take in the cost of Game Pass for a year, for a couple of years, more accurately, and the average attach rate, your average gamer is probably spending more on Game Pass over the long term than they would just buying games. And I know no one here on this podcast, certainly, is an average gamer and probably nobody listening. These are like the Madden Call of Duty types that they will dutifully buy their annual game and maybe they'll get lured in by the next Rockstar game, but they're not going to buy too much besides that. Um, but these are probably the people who are going to be subscribing to Game Pass in great numbers. They'll probably be spending more money to do it. They will justify it by pointing out a library of games that they do not play. And Microsoft makes more profit for a subscription to Game Pass, especially if you look at these like uh, bundles they're doing with these consoles. If you do the math... You're spending like 800 bucks for an Xbox Series X if you do this. And if I'm Microsoft and I know the attach rates that are likely to happen within a year, the first year or two of the console's life, I will take the 800 bucks and the in the Game Pass subscription I'm giving out and I will laugh all the way to the bank because it is probably significantly more profit than they'd make selling games in the traditional retail model. Mhm. So, I mean it's not a bad idea. From a business perspective, but I think as consumers, we have to be smart and not allow any of this, any of these consoles, any of these companies to have a single market. Because that's when we're really screwed, is when there's only Game Pass or only the PSN store. And that's the only way we can get our games, because they don't have to offer sales. They don't have to, they can raise the price much more if they don't have brick and mortars to compete with. Mm-hmm. And that's... uh. Just something to be wary of. So what you're like saying it. is we shouldn't let Microsoft turn into Apple. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. more or less. Absolutely. I think Microsoft's taking shots at Apple about their bad business practices, but let's be fair. If the shoe is on the other foot, Microsoft would do the same thing. So don't don't let them put that shoe on. Maybe if you're a gamer, have a little more dignity than to lace the damn thing for them, is all I'm saying. Not saying you shouldn't buy Game Pass, necessarily. Um, but I am saying that you should be aware of both the long-term and short-term profit model behind that. Right. And don't no, think it's not going to go up. Because it will. Absolutely. <laughs> I guarantee that. No, I, I get it. I, and I, I appreciate that Game Pass is out there for people that necessarily can't afford to buy new games every single time something comes out. Uh, let me look at some of these comments here. Um, imagine the company behind Windows updates now in charge of Bethesda QA. I mean, to be <laughs> I fair, don't know. Imagine the company in charge of Bethesda QA in charge of Windows updates. I feel like that one goes either way. <laughs> it'd be a lot worse. No, it'd be a lot worse. I think it, I'm pretty sure Windows bag. is doing better. Remember the canvas bag for Fallout 76. Oh, the canvas bag. About it. Okay, to be fair, I have had Microsoft people help me, like, my computer's hard drive died a few years ago, and I basically was able to whine until a Microsoft rep restored my version of Windows, even though I didn't have a backup or a disk or anything. So, 
I will give them credit for that. Like every time I've had customer service issues with Microsoft, it's gone fairly well. But uh, Bethesda, mm, I think that cuts more. <laughs> I think that cuts more I, in uh, Microsoft's favor. I, yeah, uh, I do Sony too. This is Microsoft's Azure servers, I think. And uh, I don't exactly know what all that means business-wise, but yes, they do have a business relationship. And all these, like they're fanboys. I can't believe fanboys are still a thing, fighting over the PlayStation 5. And, and I like this comment. Do you know now Microsoft is releasing timed exclusives on PS5? <laughs> they they right? are. Deathloop is a timed exclusive, I believe. <laughs> um, That's so weird. <laughs> I think Coup de Gras for... And I Starfield is going to be on the PlayStation Five, so they are well, but not as an exclusive. It's not exclusive, no. But it's if Starfield. Still, you know, we're still presuming Starfield actually exists. I mean, that's another thing about this whole Zenimax acquisition. I'm not going to crap on Bethesda and Zenimax and all their games because last two Doom games were pretty good. I know that's yeah. in software, and I like the Elder Scrolls and Fallout as a franchise, but. Come As on. someone what, points out, John Carmack pointed. I think uh, John Carmack tweeted something about, "Hey, Microsoft doesn't hate me, so he might come back to Doom." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, point out any, just any game that is coming out from Zenimax that you can just look to in the next two years as a great Microsoft exclusive. Uh, that I would point out, like the there's the Halo things, right? But eh. I mean, I said Zenimax games. Oh, Zenimax as a great Microsoft exclusive. Yeah. I mean, it depends. Are they going to change the next Fallout game to be a Microsoft exclusive? We don't know. We don't even know if there's going to be. If so, then that would be your that would be your one, right? That would be. But in the next two years. In the next two years, aren't they ready for Fallout in the next two years? Didn't they announce it? No, they, no, they announced Fallout 76 six. and released that garbage. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Hmm. What are they working on? Starfield and Elder Scrolls 6, as far as I know. And we and have then, no uh, real Arcane's footage of either. Deathloop. Sorry, nope. Arcane's working on what? Deathloop. Deathloop for the PS5. <laughs> and it just, Yeah, exactly. And it just got done with uh, Doom Eternal. I'm sure there'll be another Doom or something. Who's doing the Wolfenstein games? Is that them too? Or is that a different one? No. Uh, I can't remember the name of the studio. Okay. It's, it, it, as long as it's not them, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, but I mean, I think it still owns the IP, so I don't know how that works. So, I don't know. There's more questions than like... But, I mean, that wouldn't be a megaton anyway. Yeah. Um, if you're, you're right. just a devoted fanboy, I, I don't know what you're hanging your hat on because there's oh, that's a good there's one. more questions than oh, this image is good. I like this. Anything one. definitive? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew Resetera would pay off eventually if I kept scrolling down. <laughs> a lot of the people I work with at Gamer Guides are dedicated ponies. Like they absolutely love their Sony stuff, and that's. Eh, that that cuts one way. Wolfenstein was arcane, says Severn. They love trashing that Xbox Series X design. I'm like, you know what? I kind of like ugly black boxes. Well, I, all I have to do is stand it next to the PS5, and that Xbox Series X design I, looks real good. Am, <laughs> I, okay, I'm not the only person that thinks You are so game. not the if only person. That PS5 design looks like a Fisher-Price toy, and it's gigantic, and it's cheap-looking, and ugh. 
Just okay, bug. This, this is going to sound stupid, but I hate consoles with curved tops because a lot of times you when I set it. it in my inner, it looks curved or something to me. Yeah. Well, or may- because it is curved. I mean, well, it I looks like, tilted like it's falling over. It had that little little warp in it um, when yeah. it wasn't catching on fire. Because I, I set my games on top of my console or like my game cast on top of my console so that I don't lose it. And when they don't design it in a perfect square, then it just falls off. I'm having to hang a whole nother shelf for this damn PlayStation five. <laughs> like there is no place for me. How about to put suspending it, it just... from the ce- ceiling alongside your Atmos speakers? I don't want it to compromise my roof. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. That's a good point. The, the yeah, you'll have a roll in, hole in your attic. Good point. <laughs> um, but here, as much as we all, apparently, I appreciate that I'm not the only one that hates the PlayStation 5 design, but imagine if they made a skin for it where, like, the outer white shell was textured like a tortilla. And then that stickers <laughs> for the interior it's a PS5 like, wrap supreme. Yes, you can make it look like a taco. Would you not buy, would you not buy that? Yes, I, I would, I buy would a always ta- buy a taco that's that size. There's no question about that. I just don't want a video game console that's that size. It's a missed opportunity, but they, someone should make a decal, a taco decal for that. Mm. Uh, what, Chris, if you listen to this and decide to do that, I want 25% royalty. What'd you say, Kelly? What did you call that, Chris? The PS5 taco supreme? The, yeah, PS5 crunch wrap <laughs> supreme. <laughs> Uh, I want that to happen. Someone, oh, someone someone's writing that down as a title. Someone make it. Yes. A thing. <laughs> no, I, I yeah, I, I don't skin my consoles just because I think that's tacky. But I would totally put a talk a tortilla <laughs> texture skin on. Yeah, it's tacky, but come on, look at the PlayStation Five. Like, I just want to hang a curtain on it or something so I don't get to see it. <laughs> so Microsoft didn't get TikTok, so instead they buy Bethesda. I don't know that those I are mean, actually related. But that's funny. They made the right choice <laughs> out of the two. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. It, maybe if you saw my PC, uh, Emperor Mythos, you would you would know. But I, I bought like a big, ugly black box for my PC because it was my first build, and I I just I don't look at the hardware. Like I look at the stuff the hardware creates. So I'm fine with just getting like some black box and sticking it somewhere out of sight and not looking at it. But that's just me. Some, some people want to have that futuristic look and I, I, I don't I, know. Okay. I want to I, see the I, That's all I care about. Sorry. This is I, the most I important tweet in the whole thing. Obsidian giving the shrug emoji in response <laughs> to, so Fallout No Vegas 2 is a legit possibility now, right? And they're like, <sighs> maybe. There are a lot of people hyped about that, but you know what? They made the Outer Worlds, so just make more Outer Worlds, because I'm far more interested in the Outer Worlds 2 than New Vegas compli- 2. But oh, like all Dr. the... F- yeah, go ahead. Dr. Thunder Fallout? Exactly. Like, so many people complain that, oh, Outer Worlds in a post... Um... Uh-oh. I just lost my argument because I forgot the name of the other game. Um, what was the name of the game where you have all the introspection inside your head and you go insane as you take more stat points in a specific category and you have to find your shoes... Was that Disco Elysium? Disco Elysium, yeah, that's the yeah, one. There you go. Still need to play that. In a post-Disco Elysium world, people are like, uh, Outer Worlds. Uh. I still like the Outer Worlds. Yeah, there's probably. I gave it a nine out of ten in a review. There's probably enough room for both in this industry. <laughs> there's definitely room for both. Can you travel in space and fall away oh, again? In Disco Elysium? No, in Fallout. 
Oh, in Fallout? Mother Can you? Zeta. They did have oh, they did. A, oh, they, you actually leave the planet? Uh, yeah. I didn't play it. I mean, you don't go too far away, but you're definitely in space, so... Yeah, the DLC was underwhelming because eh, combat kind of was wearing thin at the end of the base game, and just having more of the same is stretching it beyond what the formula is capable of sustaining, I think. They they need to desperately give you the ability to like use some other special ability besides tactical time dilation or to throw grenades or something. Combat needs another thing to do if they want to keep adding hours to the runtime of the Outer Worlds. But, I mean, just from, like, a, a 30-ish hour RPG new IP that came out of nowhere, I it, I enjoyed it quite a bit. And I hope we see them expand on that rather than try to school Bethesda and how to make a proper Fallout game. I just, at this point, Bethesda clearly doesn't know what Fallout is and they just want to keep making little novelty swag they can sell on their shop and I don't know. At some point Fallout just became, Hey, look how zany post-apocalyptia is. Woo. Well, it kind of always was that I, it would always was that, but there was always a, I honestly think when it turned into more of a first person shooter, that's, you know what? Never mind. I don't need to argue about Fallout three, not being what I wanted because plenty of people said it's what they wanted. So whatever. (sighs) Sorry. I'm, I'm getting over it slowly. (laughs) <laughs> this and, whole uh, conversation just now. derailed the news. Oh, we have more yeah, news, we don't t- we? Yeah, we have a little, a little bit more. A little bit more. All right, what are um, we doing? This isn't going to be a three-hour podcast, is it? No, no not at this point. Very... It's going to go fast now. Okay. Yeah, you watch. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I could babble forever about Fallout, so I won't. Uh, go go five Gigan game Neptune Reverse is a new version of the first game hitting Japan. All right, let's December. go talk about Fallout some more. What the hell is this? Uh, <laughs> um, this is the new mainline is, Hyperdimension Neptunia title. This is a new version of the original PlayStation Three Hyperdimension Neptunia, oh. largely based on the Rebirth One remake for the Vita. What? So they made what? the original game, right? Mm-hmm. And then they made Rebirth, which is Vita only. Mm-hmm. And now they're making a remake for the PlayStation. They're making a remake of the remake that's got the number and five in it. Neither of them are really that old. They're okay, old enough. The version's kind of old, but the remake isn't that old, is it? I, I guess. I mean, not a lot of people played the Vita version, and then they ported it to the PC, and at that point, it was old hats. So I guess I they feel understand. like they need to remake it. Uh, that um, does make more sense. Okay. S- somewhere this game has a small but very devoted fan base, which is why they keep making them. I mean, they're fine games. They I don't think have, it's that small of a fan base, actually. They have cute little meta stories about how they like they pull down the fourth curtain all the time and wink at you about various dumb gaming and anime tropes. I enjoy that, but it has Doctor yeah. Mario in it too. This it's time, it's not such a great story and <laughs> and series that they need to remake the first game three times. I mean... I finally uh, had to admit to myself that I, I just I cannot get through the gameplay to get to whatever funny story this game is supposed to have. This series this is supposed game, to have. The battle system in these games, these compile heart pieces of garbage is just... Oh, I, I just used the word garbage, but it's garbage. It's garbage. These aren't good. I, no, they're not fun to play. I... Somebody likes them somewhere, and that's fine. It's like just I enjoyed the fact that I could grind for a while, and I learned how to grind. I was playing um, 
at one of these other compile hard games, uh, the one where you take the swords out of the gods and goddess, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but because it's all the same, right? It's all do this terrible battle system and then click on story plot things and watch them. and then skip it because it's all just like I, I know I was I was okay in the story, but like the gameplay was so terrible. That's what lost me. Like I was I like actually the- okay with the story. It was it was the game. Like what am I even playing? This is dumb. And like I can go watch a better anime overall. Like, and no, by better cool. anime, I mean fuck. Excuse me. I mean Fist of the North Star. I consider that a better anime. Like, so the bar's not high here. <laughs> no, but if I if you are one of the that. one of the five people that are interested in this, it's being developed for PlayStation Five and is going to launch in Japan on December seventeenth. All right. Um, Top Down yeah. RPG Ocean's Heart was announced. Uh, the announcement trailer can be viewed on our site. It is coming out for release on PC via Steam in early 2021, and it looks to emulate classic top-down adventure titles starring a young blonde-haired female named Tilia. Um, father was, her father was kidnapped by pirates, and she goes to follow their trail in order to rescue them. There's going to be many locations to explore and solve puzzles. It sounds like that uh, tourist game that Anna was talking about. Mm-hmm. And then TGS happened this week, and Square had it like did? a... I didn't yeah. even notice. <laughs> I oh my yeah, God. I can't tell because they've just, there's been nothing, like almost nothing okay. of any significance. But there but was Nier Automata. That's something. Yeah, no, no. Nier Replicant version... Point whatever. Yes. The name of the stream was the "We Have a Decent Amount of New Info" special. That's genius. Yeah. Oh gosh, it's weird. Oh wow. I guess I should expect (sighs) it to be weird, shouldn't I? With these people. Yeah. I mean, it's near. They have like social distance tables with plexiglass. It's great. Oh, look at this. (laughs) It's all subtitled too, so you can actually watch it. It is a series about a virus that destroys humanity. So let's be fair; they should take precautions. If you're into near. Like, because you're just poking irony at that point. They 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 play into this stuff. So if you're into the fandom, I bet you this special is like right up your alley. One day, I, I just, promise, I will play the near games. I know I yeah, will. Yeah, I never I played Automata. Sorry, say that, go ahead. Say it again. You never played Near Automata. You never played Near Automata. No. Okay. That's, okay. Gonna have to give you some shames there. I bought uh, the Xbox 360 version of Nier, and it's like on my to play list. I just haven't gotten a chance to play it, and I just I find it weird that this weird little cult action RPG hit game has become like such a cult hit. And I don't know if you can hear my cat meowing in the background. Uh, I can't hear it over the um, cat rumbling going on in the room next to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, Lita found a pipe cleaner, and she's telling me. Um, We've also got a Kickstarter check-in for a game called Arisen. Um, It's about a a game set in a fantasy world called Varnagal, with a player character being kidnapped by foreign soldiers and sold into slavery. It's a narrative-focused story with uh, players expressing themselves through cards representing their emotions, and the choices on the cards will impact your gameplay. Wait, I'm I'm uh, sorry. Did we figure out what's going on with Replicant? Is it a new game? It is a, it is a remake, remake of the of, PS3 version. Of the oh, it's a remake of the first real near game. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, one thing to keep in mind: there were two versions of yes. the near game, and the uh, 
Western release got Daddy Near, yes. which is the main character is an adult, and the person you're trying to save is your daughter. Yes. And then the Japanese version, it's your sister. Yeah. Yes. And this is a remake of, I guess, they're keeping the Japanese characters. I think so in Japan you will not they be got playing both, Buck actually. Daddy Near. You will be playing uh, okay. young. All right. They might have gotten both. Sorry. Who who knows if like the young if Daddy Near might be a secret character or something? Who knows? I kind of hope so. I I liked playing as Daddy Near. Did we learn? Are they changing things? You know what? Never mind. That's a dumb question. We have a whole article about. There will be all sorts of secrets that won't be known about until the game's out, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) Like I forget who we're dealing with. Wasn't the impetus of the original Nier game that you had to delete your save file to get the best ending? I'm not going to comment. Okay. Uh, It's a huge spoiler. Apparently Japan got Gestalt on Xbox, which is the Daddy Nier version, and Replicant on PlayStation. Okay. And in the West, we only got Gestalt, no matter what system you were on. Okay, gotcha. The near series is confusing to me. Yeah. Well, yes, yes, that's that's expected. I think. All right. So back to Arisen. It's a narrative card game. It looks cool. Yeah, it looks really cool. I like the character designs a lot. They have a lot of variety. They need like thirty-five grand, and they're like halfway there. Ah. Oh. Eighteen days to go. So if you want to back that, check it out. And like oh, and dragons. Pe- Apparently, yeah. you can try the game out on or its prologue on Steam and Ichigo. Oh, oh, I can't show that on stream. There's yeah, new that, pictures. That's, that's, that's I'm going to close this. Yep. Penis. I might have I'm to. I'm not showing that. Throw anymore. some money at it. <laughs> I got to go delete this stream archive. <laughs> oh. So, um, against <sighs> the moon launches on Steam this week. Uh, it's a roguelike deck builder that. Um, coming out the PC and Mac on September 24th, so that was technically last week. Um, the game's available via digitally on Steam with console releases planned for 2021. game is set after um, humanity is driven to its final stronghold. And players control a strong of superhuman Ultori to put humanity back in charge with a deck building system. So you can check that out. We've got the game Orange Blood coming to consoles. Um... It's going to be coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. It is a 1990s-inspired game that uh, takes place in an alternate 20th century. Um, going to have a retro and hip-hop vibe, so you can check that out. Um, we've got another game releasing at the end of this, uh, September, Undead Darlings. Um, this is going to follow the journey of uh, one character, Reginald Reggie P. Happenstance, who wakes up from an alcohol-induced coma in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. Uh, you'll find other half-zombie girls in the adventure, and they act as a shield against the horde of mindless monsters that inhabit the world. We have a trailer for that. Um, what Azure Lane Crosswave. This looks like an is, Anna game. It's a first-person yeah. dungeon crawler with visual novel elements. Is that what's going mm-hmm. on? Or is yeah. it just a first-person dungeon crawler with cute girls? Either way, I, that's I an anime game. <laughs> um, we've got Azure Lane Crosswave setting a course for the Switch. This, this is the uh, game that has battleship girls. Oh, where the ships are girls or their ship. I'm not even sure. Yeah. Um, Alex reviewed the PlayStation 4 version. The Switch version is going to be coming out February 4th. 
I assume oh, wait, no, this I'm wasn't sorry, any good, right? Uh, I think Alex said let's, it was kind of mediocre. Let's check. It's two and a half out of five. So if you're really into the subject material. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I misread that. It's going to be launched for the Switch in North America and Europe sometime in 2021. If you ever go, man, I wish I could have romantic feelings for a battleship. Rule 34, right? I, I have like the joke of people showing uh, their World War II veteran grandpas their ship's waifu. Wow. No. <laughs> All right, what's going on with Fallen Legion? They're getting a new one? A new remake or something? Yeah, so um, Fallen Region... I can't... Fallen talk. Region. Fallen, there we go. Yep. Fallen Legion Revenants will release on February 21st. Uh, it's a PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch game. Uh, Is it a sequel? Is it a new one? It's, it's a follow-up. It's a, it's a new one. one. Okay. Follow-up follow to the dual title Fallen Legion set in a world covered in miasma with the remaining human population retreating to a floating castle. What does castle. dual title mean? It came out... I think it came out with one version on the PlayStation 4 and then another version on the Vita. Oh, and then they later they the released a complete version for oh, the Switch. All right. And... The combat in this is very Valkyrie profile. Okay. There you go. And the um, I, February I 16th? Original, go ahead. Yeah. I have the original version of this game. It's on my to playlist. Because I've heard it was pretty cool. Yeah. And then we've got... Another roguelike. Crown Tick. Yeah, Crown Tick launching in October. Another roguelike um, sees a character named Ellie with a magical crown to guide her with turn-based combat and procedurally generated dungeons. I'm telling uh, you, this girl has no arms, but I think it's an art style choice, not a disability. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was just an animated trailer. I don't think there was any gameplay in the trailer. So, um, Baldur, Baldur's Gate 3's relationships have been detailed. Um, Larry and Stu's Larian Studios had a community update video and blog post for Baldur's Gate 3, which is going to focus on the romance and relationship systems. Um, they have also pushed back the release date of the game's early access version to uh, October 6, 2020. Um, depending on the results, the game itself may be pushed back further. Um, you can go to the site to watch the... Uh, you can see the Larian it? Studio people dress up. And talk yeah. about relationships. There this were people complaining love, about this yeah? on my page, going like, what does this have to do with Baldur's Gate? And I, I want to remind people, um, you could actually have a kid in Baldur's Gate 2, which was then an inventory item that you had to carry around with you. That's funny. So, it, it's safe to say that sex is not new to Baldur's Gate. I mean, like, wait, are they actually asking about... What does sex ha- or relationships have to do with a Bioware game? Because like, yes. give me a break, guys. That's I mean, they Baldur's built Gate towards 2 that was for a the long one time. Started this, yeah. <laughs> so this is nothing new. If you're if you're questioning why this is in here and what does it have to do with Baldur's Gate, the answer is everything. And play the second game. Um, I just want to know how you get a kid as an inventory item to like put put in your pocket. Well, when a man and a wingless elf thing oh goodness they're t- showing <laughs> i i really have to just delete this stream screen oh my gosh <laughs> I have to close why that are video. you looking at so much video game porn i don't know it's just happening 
And then finally, Chris, I think you're going to finally play a Kimco game. Kimco um, alert. Kimco alert. Kimco announces RP Golf Legends. Okay, I'm back in. It's a golf game? Uh, yeah, it's a follow-up title to RP Golf. Do we not have any sort of... We have no footage or pictures or anything. No. It's oh, just go. a I golf. It's a golf. Um, Assuming this is the same game. So it's called RP Golf? Yeah. From Somebody needs to be suing them for... This is from tw- two years ago. This was supposed to be a bubble port. Um, yeah. I'm sure it's going to play very much like Golf Story. Well, it but came out two years is... ago, which means it may have been inspired by Golf Story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that is all of the news. I love how developers are just admitting, yeah, golf games kind of suck, so we'll just throw some RPG elements in there. Well, they've been creation. doing that since uh, the N64 <laughs> one, right? So, Mario just, Golf. <laughs> now it's time for baseball. Come on. Let's let's get on it. Well, let's make baseball good again. All right. Let's make I'm, baseball I'm all for that. Less, yeah. Yes. I want a role-playing football game myself. And and I'm not talking the story mode in Madden, which I've heard really suck this year. Oh, it sucked last yeah, year somebody, too apparently. So. Somebody make a baby between like Oh, you want it you want to have making a baby and, mechanics in the football game? Is that what you're looking for? You want to I mean, you have yes, a relationship with a with literal a cheerleader? Dynasties. Yep. Literal Free. football dynasties. Yep, Breed football players like Pokemon. Check <laughs> them out for IVs. Right? Like, do a mix of Mutant League football and Fire Emblem, and let's just see what comes up. I am. Do you have to carry the egg around like it's a football, and you score 15 yes, touchdowns to with it, it to like get a, it to hatch? You have to, like, do the tires with it, do the runs. I love it! You know, you know we ought to workshop this, this title. This we got to workshop this. This could work, yes. <laughs> Vaughn, you're the programmer. Write notes. Like when you've got a youngin, you you want to get out of bounds instead of taking a tackle in case your kid gets splattered. That'd be a great <laughs> game. The ones that survive to postseason can grow up and become the players of future teams. It's a thing. Wait, that Don't survive? Wait a second. Or, Why are they dying? Hold on. <laughs> because you have to carry them around. They shouldn't or be if, dying. If you've got an egg that's really weak, that's the kicker. See, there you go. Um, unfortunately, my programmer husband says he has other games to make right now. Oh. I don't think he has other games worth making more than this one. Hey, no, no, he he actually does. He's working on an adventure game right now. It's actually a very cute adventure it, game. I looked it, at it, a little bit of it. That doesn't sound like a football game with infanticide in it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> We'll work on the infanticide football game after his adventure game. How about that? I'll keep. We let's not put infanticide in the title. I think that's going to hurt our marketing. Well, if you do like mutant league football stuff, they're like all reptile and orcs, and it'd be fine. The uh, the uh, okay. So after the six month PS five exclusivity, when it comes out on (laughs) Xbox, we can have the infanticide edition. Okay. Yeah, that's how we. There you go. That's That's what comes to Game Pass. Oh, I know. The the eggs that don't have perfect IVs, that's what you use to help the kicker practice. You just oh, kick no. them right through the goalposts. You feed them to other... Mm, okay, let's, let's move on. We're... It's a gotcha game. Because yeah. this is EA, we're, remember? So you have to buy packs of cards. Do, you feed, the, do you feed the footballs to other players? Do you, do you feed the card packs that you buy to other players? How does that work? I, I said I explicitly was not going to touch on conception for this game. Okay. 
I would leave that to somebody else. No, okay. Somebody with a better lore. I always just want to know how to up the up the stats after they're born. Like I need I need a boost. Do I buy a pack of cards and they they eat uh, the Peyton Manning card? Is that how that works? I don't. Well, obviously they should be able to inherit traits from their parents, right? Well, yeah, of course. But like, how do you boost them? Like, how do I feed them? Like, what am I sacrificing and spending microtransactions on? We'll we'll get into monetization schemes once we have a concept. Like, we, this has got to. Because this is coming to EA Play All Access, right? So, <laughs> so what's coming out, Chris? Uh, this week we have Undead Darlings: No Cure for Love on PS4, PC, Switch. I've already forgotten what that is. Genshin Impact, Warsaw for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Genshin Impact is PS4, PC, Android, and iOS. Ease Origin on Switch, and Orange Blood on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Um. Okay. Do I know any of these other than Ease Origin? I don't really. We uh, we like literally just got done talking about Undead Darlings. We did. And Orange and Blood I, is is that an Orange Juice one? No, that's different. Oh my gosh, I can't keep. Genshin Impact is one of a dozen games coming out. Are any of these important? Zelda fans are calling a Breath of the Wild ripoff. It's the game where someone got so mad that it existed that they destroyed a PlayStation Four over it. What? Why would you do that? Wow. You're, uh, you're showing the Chinese developers your disdain by destroying your own personal property. I don't, I don't know. I'm yeah, that'll this. show Oh, wow, this, this is Breath of the Wild. How, how is it Breath of the Wild? What do you mean, how is it Breath of the Wild? It's an open-world action RPG where you shoot barrels in front of moblins. Okay, okay, okay. And like, me, your enemies look like vague uh, magic Every technology. Every word you said. Which what? did Breath of the Wild innovate? Oh, no, they just put... It's, the art style looks like it. Like the, it's the right genre with the right art style, so it looks like Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I mean, come on, it's evocative of Breath of the Wild. It totally is. It totally is. Saying, Don't give me that's that. What people are saying about that uh, Gods and Monsters game? Sorry, Phoenix. Rising, Phoenix and Rising is that about Phoenix. I don't, right? I don't see it. Cell, cell shading and open world does not make a Zelda clone. Well, is I mean, it like depends. The is there pe- physics engines, and are we killing red barrels Everything next to moblins? Everything has a physics engine now. I, I know, but is it central? What is Phoenix Rising? I, that's not what I meant to search for. What is this? Is this like the same camp of people that are convinced that uh, StarCraft ripped off Games Workshop? Even I, no, there's there's no, no convincing no. The, there. They did. <laughs> no, there's abs- that's actually true. Uh, <laughs> yes, these are not the same audience because the people who think that Blizzard ripped off... Uh, Games Workshop are actually correct. Also, uh, are you about to tell me this Phoenix Rising game isn't a Pokemon ripoff? No. I'm okay. Say it's not a Zelda rip. Wait, that's the wrong one. F- oh, it's a different one? <laughs> I think it's Immortals Phoenix Rising. Oh my gosh. Alright, let's do this. You can just search for gods and monsters. That's oh, what it used to be called um, until they got into a tiffle with Monster Energy. Really? Uh, How is that's that even the word possible? going around. This is know. this looks like a bad Korean MMO. This doesn't look like it. This looks like a phone MMO. Okay. That's my first impression here. Not not Oh, the dude flew off after an explosion, killed him, so that's where you get the Breath of the Wild comparison, but it's wrong. Oh. It's wrong. This is uh this is a bad Korean MMO on the phone. Just that's an open challenge is. for somebody to innovate what or to tell me what Breath of the Wild innovated that is emblematic it, of stop, it. Stop. It, it has nothing to do with innovation. It's about the look and style of that game. Um, is kind, Which it feels other games pseudo unique? Who, who? Who did that game? That that game Every doesn't game look and feel. Li- no, what game looks and feels like that game? Not looks and feels cel shaded because 
You're going to tell me that Breath of the Wild reminds you of Borderlands? No. They're both cell shaded. They're not. They don't remind you one of the it other. Breath of the Wild does not Dragon remind Quest me. Eight. Yeah, and it doesn't remind me Except of what saturation needs to be tinted down. Yeah. So we've got an open world third person camera game with heavy reliance on a physics engine for gameplay elements, and um, uh, a cartoony art style with Zelda characters. All right, those are your elements. You got to put them so all they together. Mixed a bunch of ubiquitous things that have been floating around the industry for yes. Literally that's all you game. can do in any game. Like okay. why are you obsessed? Like so you're getting hung up on this. Like and nothing that they did. Can it be is the sum of it. You know the the things that go into it. It's not just like it's not. Listen, there are the elements that go into it. And okay. what open what results? Game. It's open not just an open world game because it doesn't feel like Far Cry. Two D graphics, right? <laughs> I'm going to say that Phoenix Rising looks a lot more like Gat Out of Hell than Breath of the Wild. Yes, I agree. Having watched I think it's okay for of... similar games to exist within one another. Yes, I think it's fine. But to say that Phoenix Rising looks like Breath of the Wild, I don't agree. But to say that this other one, Genshin Impact, looks like Breath of the Wild, yeah, I see that comparison. That feels it's like really a just the similar graph. style. Like, that's the only thing I. I take well, yeah, away the from Breath of the Wild. Like, the what? The grass. The grass. Oh, um, I would also say like the mock technology things that were going on with some of the enemies. Um, I would say the the look and feel of the world, like it's very bright out, right? Like it is in, mm-hmm. in Legend of Zelda. Um, you have a, it's not the same art style, but you have a similar bright, cartoony, um, watercolor inspired art style um, with some cell shading elements to it. You've got the the physics going on. All those things together make a game that has the same kind of aesthetic feel as Breath of the Wild. Now, does it play the same? And from what I've seen, there are some elements of similar play that I understand why people are saying that. However, I think you will see very quickly they will differ because I bet this game does not have weapons breaking on you. This way, I don't think it's worth smashing a PS4 over. They're showing a, a clear arena fight, which you don't have in Breath of the Wild, right? So that's different. And multiple characters, which you don't have in Breath of the Wild, so there's some differences. But yeah, like, that's the thing I don't understand. Like, even if you, even if you accept that games people think are Breath of the Wild clones are Breath of the Wild clones, if people like Breath of the Wild, why are they getting angry? Oh, that I, I can't justify that. But I will say that the, comparing to Breath of the Wild is not unreasonable. That's all I am going to make the argument. Um, but yeah, this is this is not something to get upset over. Like, oh, they stole it. Well. Okay, they were inspired by it. Is it good or not? Uh, free to play and also on mobile, so I have my doubts. Okay, so if it's not good, all right. The next question is: Does Nintendo care? If they do, then we can get upset. If not, why are you why are you getting upset? I think if Nintendo cared, they would have did done a C and C and D by now. I don't think this is close enough to say like, oh, yeah. this is a complete copyright situation. No. I mean, and it, it's, it looks different. You control different characters, so this can't be the same. That's different already from I mean, Breath of the Wild. When you get into cel-shaded anime games, a lot of them look very similar. Yeah. I think one of the things, like, with Breath of the Wild and this game here is they're meant to, like, when you zoom out and get a large vista, they're meant to look like kind of a watercolor painting. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think they are, at least. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I've got the wrong art style in my head or something, but... That's what I think, and so like in that style, that that aesthetic's going to evoke those feelings in you, and that's okay. I think it should. 
Like, hey, See, I saw another game? game that did that, right? So, ooh, <gasps> o- cool. Okami's the game I think of, right? So, that Okami had... is a very distinctive art style from Japan, right? And this yeah, is not as distinctive, I would say. Um, yeah. Maybe it's just because it doesn't have, like, the... So, with Okami... Instead of hard lines, you have like those brush strokes that have like you can see like the smearing of the ink on paper texture, right? You don't have that here, so that's what's distinctive about Okami. So I don't get that same vibe. Uh, do you, yeah. Is there a word for that, Kelly? Like when you have ink doesn't ink wash? Ink wash is that what? Okay. Uh, no, actually, Okami's was more wood block. Wood block style. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was like. Um, watery ink on piece of paper and so you you end up with well, that, texture well, that's of the paper water. okay that's watercolor but it could also be considered woodblock too there's there's a lot oh, okay. of different terms for that kind of style i yeah i call it kind of brushy watercolor in myself okay but it just seems like these days every third person action game that's cell shaded is getting Compared to Breath of the Wild, then yes, uh, yeah, so that's going to happen. Yeah, well, I mean, just did like you forget Dark Souls? The... <laughs> uh, yeah, but say, a lot of like imitators in... of Dark Souls are clearly trying to capture the same aesthetic. And I, I'm I'm thinking about the early '90s when every first-person game was a Doom game. Yeah, no matter how different they actually played and felt, and yeah. But let's or all right. If... Can we just be real for a second? Breath of the Wild is a Skyrim clone. I said it. Yeah. I, I can I jive I with it. that. Wait, it. being serious? It kind of is. You know, it's an open world game where you craft. And One thing that amused me about <laughs> Breath of the Wild is uh, people complain about Ubisoft having like towers you had to climb to reveal more of the map. And then when that was in Breath of the Wild, people were like, oh, this is great gameplay. No, no. those are the towers. Like, They're literally the towers. It. It's not. You guys complained about it for long enough that Ubisoft stopped doing it. Now that Nintendo's doing it, you're like, oh, no, this it is It wasn't fine. a good Come element in, the, in Breath of the Wild. It's like, oh, yeah. here's a thing I do, and now I unlock them. I felt like I needed to do them all. They're done, and now I will never think about them for the rest of the game. So it was obviously a waste of the time. So it didn't add that much to the game. So it's not a good element. Sorry. The, the towers never bothered me in Breath of the Wild. I, don't think I mean, it bother you. never I just bothered don't think me in Ubisoft games either, but it is, it's disposable content. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess the good thing you can say about them is it gives you a focal point to reach for the map, but most games don't actually use that in interesting ways. Like, it's something that... So Breath of the Wild did try to use it where you could kind of get up there and look around and find... Um, well, yeah, but... If and you, you fast travel point, to them, right? So. Yes, but if you have a focal point in an open world game, those are very, very precious. Usually you have to work hard to get those. And these are kind of cheat ways to get them. So you should have something important on the way, right? Something Mm. to set up the area you're in. But most of the time they're just copy paste events that just reveal more map markers you can get to. So I feel like it's almost always been a missed opportunity in every game that's had them. Um, Including breath of the wild. I, mean, oh, I don't break- remember too many riveting towers in that game. All right, I'm tired of breaking dog- news. Uh, what? Monster Hunter gets a TGS trailer and gameplay trailer. Uh-oh. That's like a new story from us. Red as it's happening. Didn't the TGS trailer already come out? This was a new one. Oh, I think this is the same one. My bad. I have a friend who's. Convinced that oh they had a they had a live stream here we go new yeah. switch model coming out 
So this is new, Kelly. This uh, live they, from their live stream. Oh. So you can see some actual gameplay. So I'm going to stream that right now and watch it. So I think it's we're like done you, with... Oh, go ahead. No, it's like you talk about similar things. Why isn't Bamco suing Capcom over the Palamutes? Because it's freaking Rapide. That's, it's that character. It's Rapide. Did you consider that maybe Rapide's design was influenced by a common source that this design was influenced by? Perhaps. I don't actually know if that's true. I just want to open you up know. to the possibility. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. And if if if, if the Palamutes are repeat, I actually don't care. Yeah. I just find it funny. If, I mean, the question is, can you give your dog a pipe? That's all we need to know. He's already carrying a sword. That's good. That means he could probably carry a pipe if he wanted. If you copy from one person, it's plagiarism. If you copy from a lot of people, it's research. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's true. Artist mantra. Oh, his little bug! It's he takes the bug out and it flies around. Oh, that's cute! Everyone's hanging out in the in the tent. Maybe they'll finally, or maybe they'll announce the retailers for the amiibo. Yeah, I, I know, have right? to have those amiibo. I already pre-ordered the game just to get the monster amiibo, but I need the oh, other two. Oh, they bought have the hundred dollar version. Yeah, yeah. I wish it had a steel book. I don't care. But we went over that last week. We did. <laughs> I'm willing to fight for that again, but we don't need to. Yeah, no. <laughs> hey, if steel books are your thing, more power to you. They they totally are. I don't mind amiibos though, so it's kind of tempting. No, my thing is that enamel pens are the new cloth maps. They are. Yeah, I like cloth maps way more. I don't just tack them up somewhere and. I no, I don't think I need to. So Very few I'm, maps are interesting enough that I want them on the wall, and if they do, don't I want it better than a cheap cloth map? I don't know. I gotta think about it. I want to see how this game actually... Cause, okay, man, okay, really okay, Mr. Like Breath of the Wild hater. What about a Breath of the Wild cloth map to put on your wall that's really big? No, I fine. would buy that. Wow. Wow. Alright. I like that this bug defies physics. I know, that's why I'm so interested in this new game. Because I like the uh, jumping on things to um, stab at them mechanic in 4. So being able to do that with the... Uh, what was that thing called? The whisk, the grapple bug? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, they have the Breath of the Wild cooldown thing. Totally a clone. Oh, Monster Hunter? Yep, totally. Yeah, look at that cooldown. Used an no ability and it started a, a no timer. A wheel yep, only uh, only Breath of the Wild ever did that. <laughs> <laughs> so there we are will, only we will see this online. I guarantee you. That's terrible. So, uh, there are only two clones in the world: Breath of the Wild and Dark Souls. Yep, basically those are well, the only Doom. two sources. Never Doom mind all the things that those things you know ripped off. But whatever. Yeah. We don't remember these things. Uh, I think we can say Baldur's Gate has that title. Like a lot of. 2D isometric yep. That's uh, good. games yep. want to say Baldur's Gate's like a spiritual successor. Yeah, whatever. Pokemon's another one. Pokemon clones. Diablo clones. Diablo, there you go. Yep. Starcraft. RTS. So, so if, I, you have to pick I what guess, RTS you want to say everything rips off from. So, I guess the only original game in the world is the first time a... It's a net hack, actually. No, the first time a caveman shot a rock into another rock and called it a game. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. 
That's how I see it. But was it cell shaded? Because if so, it's probably a breath. <laughs> was it a cell shaded rock? Was it a cell shaded? <laughs> All right, let's wrap up this show. Do we have yes. anything else to talk about? What I was this other like non? There was another, Detective um, oh, Case and the Clone Bot. Clown Bot. What? Yeah, Anna probably put that one in. A man committed suicide with 14 stabs to the back while at the same time peacefully drinking his coffee. This case with contradictory facts could only be solved by the amazing detective case and his sidekick, sidekick, clown bot. Okay. Um, That's like the sort of game that I'm interested in. This could be funny. So is this a point-and-click adventure game? Oh, it's pixely, too. All right. This could be good. This looks funny. We do need to talk about what we're going to be playing. What are you going to play, Kelly? Um, More 13 Sentinels, that's for sure. I need to get caught up with Anna. You going to be playing more Hades? I think so. Um, I don't think anything else big's coming out this week, but next week uh, the Squadrons game comes out. So we'll talk more about that next week. Um let me check rpgamer.com upcoming. I know we just went over the upcomings, but I've already forgotten what they are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> recent upcoming Undead Darlings Genshin. Oh, right. Yeah, definitely not any of those. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, probably more Hades. <laughs> I might give Genshin Impact a try. We'll see. I, I do another podcast, and we just consume multiplayer games. So I'm willing to, to stream it at least once to see how bad it is. Okay. Is it multiplayer then, too? Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm also not sure when the well Shadowlands pre patch is going to be. The rumor has been that it's going to be Tuesday, but nobody's confirmed or denied that. So we'll we'll see. So what's going to happen then? If you so before Tuesday, you need to get all your levels before they're squished. Is that how that works? Yeah, and they're nerfing a bunch of battle pets. And if you want that, you can pet the dog, Kelly. (gasps) In the Monster Hunter, I might have to buy this game after all. Um, if you want that Brutusar, well, good luck selling yourself <gasps> for five million gold to get that in three days. So, yeah, Chris, you're totally distracted by that monster. Uh, you play with the cat. You play with the cat. Yes. Yeah. You take out one of those like little cat. The what do they call them? They're like um, it's a strong, long piece of grass with like a tuft of. Oh, a cattail? Yeah. And you play with your palico with that. Okay, I am so in on this game. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, can I play Monster Hunter Rise yet? No, not till next year. Boo. But I'm going to be playing it with you. Yeah, we're going to play you together. you ordered it too. Yeah, but like, I bet when we play together, they don't show all our palamutes and palicos. So no, we'll have to figure that that's out. That's true. This is going to be my first Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter actually playing with somebody that I know. Oh, there you go. I hope they didn't nerf my charge blade. We're going to have to get some other people in who like know what they're doing, though. Because um, I've, I've probably, played plenty, but I'm not good. And you Probably Wheels and uh, JC <laughs> yeah, Servant. Yeah, maybe. Because the, I mean, they have the Monster Hunter podcast. That's so. a good point. Yeah, let's try them. They actually know what they're doing. Yeah. Well, in theory, I mean, you'd hope, I haven't, right? I haven't validated that. It's possible to play Moss Hunter and not know what you're doing. Can speak from experience. Yes. It sounds like you could play too, Haravan. Yeah, we'll see if I get it. When's All it right. coming out? Next, March Next. 26th. 
And so we got some time. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be the wrong time of year for Monster Hunter, in my opinion. And yet, it's when they keep putting out games. I wouldn't mind these games coming out in summer when there's like a drought. Mm-hmm. So that's the most opportunity. Say maybe right now. And yes, I realize I'm saying that. And there's Monster Hunter Iceborne that I still haven't played through any of yeah, its campaign. But same. I want to play this one because it's the new one. <laughs> Can you play with your cat in Iceborne? Because I don't recall. Not like this. Okay. Also, I think playing with your cat's weird since they're a sentient being that's self-aware and has... They shouldn't be treated like an animal, but whatever. The game's about, like, killing dragons, who are at least partially sentient. (laughs) We're not sure. Do they like playing... And and then wearing them to go kill the next one. I mean, how is it any any different from, like, throwing your son a baseball? Because my son doesn't... (sighs) Okay, that's fair. (laughs) And I realize that your son is a cat, so... (laughs) <laughs> my, my son my son normally doesn't wield a samurai sword, but I realize that doesn't preclude him from liking baseballs either. So, all right, fair enough. No, I have my, no family. My, I have three cats and my wife. So. My furry daughter decided to break my Legos today, apparently. You broke a Lego and knocked over a companion cube. And you're still yeah, upset. she broke my turret Lego. Yeah. Uh, one of the little... Like clippies on it, where I clip the shields doesn't uh, snapped off, so I'm gonna have to find new clips for it. So, damn it, Alice, <laughs> I love you, but you pissed me off today. All right. Well, if you'd like to leave feedback for the question of the week, which is what ge- type, what game do you want to play over and over and over and over and over again, right? Um, mm-hmm. You could do that at podcast.rpgamer.com. You can reply on our Twitter, twitter.com slash rpgamer. You can reply on the show thread. Go to rpgamer.com, look for the RPG cast show thread, and uh, post it right there in the comments. And we will read it next week. Uh, you can catch us live, twitch.tv slash rpgamer, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. And you, of course, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite podcast-type programs. Just uh, There's RSS links in the in the show thread, and you can go f- go from there to your podcast player. Um, or just search for us in something like Overcast or Downcast or something. It should just show right up. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you. Thank you, Anna, wherever you are yeah, in the cat gone. room. Thank you, Jonathan. Oh, wait. He never showed up. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I worried. Think... I'm, I think, Jonathan, I'm so sorry if you you were sitting here waiting for a call and we thought like you were already in the call and we're just waiting for you to join. I, I feel like that may have happened again I've, I've had that happen on skype before people don't realize they're in the call and if so i apologize we meant to have you on um, didn't he say that he had major wife at group yeah but issues? then he said he wanted to talk about some games and i've been yeah, sitting here reading yeah. this on and off for the past half hour like did he mean he wanted me to actively call him even though he's in the call and he just got confused I mean, I that as- anna's talking hey, from the other room we should oh oh Ah, so Anna thinks like he wants to talk about games, but he's not able to. So we'll see. How, we'll oh. see. We'll go dig up the truth. You, dear listener, should enjoy playing whatever game you want to play and get excited for what's coming. And f- is there anything good coming out soon? No. Um, printing one and two. I just got charged on my credit card for that. When is um? When's a uh, cloud? Uh, cloud. When is Cyberpunk? I don't know. November nineteenth. I think. All right. Um, Trails of Cold Steel 4 is also mm, in October. That is coming out next month. Yeah, I think that's Trails of Cold Steel 4 in October. All right, so um, go finish those backlogs, everyone. 
I've got a conflict because Cold Steel 4 comes out the same day that Shadowlands does. Oh, no. I think you're going to play Shadowlands. Yeah, I'm probably going to play Shadowlands. All right. I'm going to go play with my cats. Yeah, you go play with your cats. (laughs) That's what I want to do, most of all. Or Hades. I'll do some of both. I'm going to Best Buy after the podcast to go look at TVs. Oh. And to return an ex- extra copy of Mario, Mario All-Stars that we bought. Oops. <laughs> well, you have fun. All right. We'll see you all next week, everybody. Till then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See ya.